Well, well, I don't remember what your topic is. We Thanks sign for these paying like, attention. I was the one who sent it to you, bitch. <laughs> you obviously should have paid more attention. Uh, oh, no, it's someone who got kidnapped. Mm -hmm. I remember. <laughs> Did I spoil it? I didn't spoil it. That's, lots of people get kidnapped. I'm not recording. Oh, are you? Yeah. No. <laughs> Since when? <laughs> well, I had about two minutes of us talking to Thomas on there, so I figured that it was probably... Probably should delete it and start again. So then at some point you're just like, eh, start again. Whatever. <laughs> you know. <laughs> we were just telling stories. We were just ch chatting, getting along. You know? Get along, little doggies. Get, get along, little doggies. Mm-hmm. Um... I have so many just random thoughts when I'm not working. <laughs> yeah, I know, and you need to really stop because, or don't tell me. You text me in just the most inopportune times when I'm just like, "Wow, you're breathing tree poop." <laughs> That's what he thought would be nice for me to read. <laughs> you know what Spencer would love? This thought. Well, the, the waste that comes out of our mouths goes right into trees, and trees are like, you know what? Take that, fuckers. Let's poo it back out. How do you know? Well, why don't you think it's breathing? We're breathing in oxygen and breathing out carbon dioxide. Well, why aren't are the they breathing in <laughs> What other waste comes out of them besides fallen trees, fallen leaves? That. That's their poop. Yes. Every fall, they're like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> I've been Take holding that one in. massive shit. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> what? Thomas likes to make faces. Oh. Is he, he's not making faces. He's doing he his, his work. Is. Oh. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um, well, what other waste is coming out? The only waste that's coming out Nitrogen. of Nitrogen. Oxygen. Into the soil. Well, some of them do that. Only certain ones, though. Flowers. That's their sex. That's, that's them having sex. That's uh, when they're like, ooh. Hey. <laughs> Look how pretty I am. <laughs> Here, bees. <laughs> Come touch me. Ooh. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> I really want to have sex with that, that flower over there. But I can't. I can't you, touch you it. Go ask her for me. I'm like, hey, let me come whisper something on you. <laughs> just, I'm just going to come all over your legs and you can bring it to her over there. <laughs> ah! Ah! <laughs> That's what it is. It really is. I'm just <laughs> I'm all up your leg, and you just take it with you. That's true. <laughs> well, that's worse. What you just described is even worse for pine trees, because whenever pine cones open up, they're just like, oh, and they just ejaculate into the air. So yeah. that everyone gets it. Magnolia trees do the same thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everywhere. What's all this on my car? Semen. Tree cum. It's semen. He's semen everywhere. You love that joke. I thought it was okay at best. I'm just like personifying trees here. Yeah, Plants. I know. You've been doing it all day, apparently. Well, I didn't go that far. I was just talking about their poop. I wasn't talking about having sex with each other. Oh, man. Wow. We need to normalize tree sex. Normalize the conversation about tree sex, okay? They are in Sexual danger. beings. They, they, they really are. They're like, whoo, bird. <laughs> <laughs> just get it all out, and they're like, whoo, wow. I really would just like to take about 15 minutes to thank Blair St. Clair for that moment. That bursh. Um, 
you really you really served us, girl. <laughs> served us jail time or like what what's happening? She served she got quiet cold to, to us. Oh. Uh, quiet secret cold. cold. It's a secret that I'm cold. Shh. <laughs> um, I remember one time when I was at Boy Scouts, we went to like a uh, I don't know why imagining you in Boy Scouts is very difficult to me. I, <laughs> I got tons of badges. Okay, but whenever I ask you about camping, you're like, ew, no, bugs. Like, When do I say that? He um, says, ew, no, bugs. Only because he likes his toes in. Uh, he's like, mm, let me put this badge on. No, they were iron on. Um, no, I... <laughs> we're going to... We'll unpack that in a second. <laughs> but... Whenever I invited you to RinFest, you were like, I don't want to go camping. Yeah, I don't want for to no that. reason. That's on the... You're going p- camping in a in a parking lot. That's not a parking lot. It's, it's a basically fa- it's a parking woods. lot. You can park there. Exactly. <laughs> but we parked... We camped next to our cars in a fucking campground last weekend. Exactly. Mm. I want hiking. Hiking. You could... Boxwoods. We, w- we went hiking, kind of. In my heels. <laughs> Went down to the lake, you know? Just take a nice little trek. Um, yeah, but how long before the EPA declares that area like a disaster? Biohazardous waste site? Yeah. Uh, not long. There's a lot of sangria in that swamp. <laughs> you poured it out? Uh, well, we had a whole, like, jug thing left, and I wasn't going to transport that. Like, So you fed trees alcohol? It's like, ooh. Were they underage? And they were like... Ooh, let's get kinky now. That just died. <laughs> Honestly, we're not supposed to have we're that. We're not supposed to have this. I'm dying. I can't operate. Well, they're the opposite of humans. So, like, because like humans breathe out, breathe in oxygen and breathe out carbon dioxide. They breathe in carbon dioxide and poop out oxygen. Um, and the reason why I say poop is because the sphincters that they use to poop out their oxygen look like buttholes. So that's why it's pooping. I'm done with all of that. <laughs> I've been done with all of that. You took it to the sex part. Which was not as bad as the poop part. Why? It's not, it's not hot. Oh my god. It's not sexy to talk about tree poop, but it is sexy to talk about trees just coming everywhere. Tree cum. Flower cum. <laughs> Pollen. I hate that. But I also love it. Tell me about something that you... Also do love. <laughs> okay, give me one second. Because <laughs> I know what you're talking about. We're going to talk about our sponsor, Baked Bones. Whoop, whoop. Hey, Spencer. Hey. Let me ask you a question. Sure. Does 2020 have you feeling spoopy? All the time. Are our listeners feeling anxious lately, especially when we start to witch cackle? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm doing Lady Bunny giggles oh, now. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Girl. Well, did you know that your dog can quickly pick up on those feelings and those witch cackles? Don't worry, our sponsor, Baked Bones, is here to help. Their dog bones are made from organic, all-natural, human-grade ingredients and full-spectrum hemp oil, and their products are here to provide you peace of mind and relief to your anxious pup. And hey. 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 (laughs) Oh, if you wanted to. Uh, We can even use, we, you can even use Spoopy15. Spoopy15. Code Spoopy15, yeah. Sorry, I missed a word there, but code Spoopy15, if you want to say it again. Poopy 15. <laughs> to get 15% off of your bag of delicious treats or hemp oil tincture today. Check out their Instagram at Baked Bones or their website at BakedBones.com to find some information and reviews on how they have been helping out other dogs too. 
And if you want to get your baked bones now, don't want to wait for that shipping, you can get your baked bones in the Houston Heights and uh, at Man Ready Mercantile in the Houston Heights and also off of South Congress in Austin. At Man Ready at, Mercantile. Yeah, Man Ready Mercantile. Baked bones. Wow. I also want to talk about dog things. Oh my God, I love dogs. Do you want a clean pet without all the hassle? Yes. Packing Fido up in the car and driving them all over town is a chore that many of us pet owners rarely enjoy doing. What if instead you could have the groomer come straight to you? With Aussie Pet Mobile of River Oaks, you can! Aussie Pet Mobile has spacious, custom-designed mobile units with all the luxuries of the salon. AC, heat, electricity, and water. No hookups needed. And they never use kennel dryers or harsh chemicals in the grooming process. Their vans ensure that your groomer has the ability to take care of all of your pet's needs, including hair care to paw care and everything in between. They even offer special services such as de-shedding treatments, whitening treatments, hair styling, Dead Sea mud baths, dark color enhancing treatments, and facials. Their groomers are trained and certified and will pamper your pets with a personal 100% cage-free, one-on-one experience, all in the comfort of your driveway or alleyway or street in front of your house, wherever you like. Uh, you know what else that Aussie Pet Mobile uh, groomers are good? You know what else Aussie Pet Mobile tra- groomers are trained on? Good social distancing practices! <laughs> Make your appointment today and be sure to ask about our contact-free pet grooming service. Aussie Pet Mobile of River Oaks. Love! I love that I was like, and then you were like, wah, wah, wah. and I was like. Also, <laughs> when it says up us pet owners up there, I read upset pet owners they upset, upset owners they are <laughs> take, angry take your dog, the dog there and you'll get happy <laughs> yeah that's how it works um i was gonna talk about something else besides tree cum um please don't name the episode that <laughs> we have to say something else funny later on that's funnier than this because then we're gonna label it something about no tree it'll sex. be called tree cum but we'll spell it t-r-e-q-u-m tree cum tree cum <laughs> Um, I don't remember what I was going to talk about. Back roll? Yeah, maybe. I think it had something to do with, uh, again, of course, because I've been binging. Uh, yeah, but it wasn't as funny. You want to just get into this? Sure. Okay. Well, this week, continuing our oopy, spoopy, crappy, biggest, baddest baddies. Oh. No, I don't even like that. And the craziest tales of the month of October. You know, like the biggest, baddest baddies? You I don't like... really like the term baddies. People say for people on Instagram, and I'm just like, that's stupid. I feel like I'm on Instagram way more than you. I've never seen anyone call someone a baddie. Mm. 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 You know, follow me right accounts. <laughs> You're on tree cum. <laughs> I'm watching trees just At tree pollinate cum. everywhere. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> I can watch the pollen just jizz out of it. The southwestern fern <laughs> stays dormant for 90% of the year. Most most ferns have sex with each other. With themselves, sorry. Oh. And honestly, same. <laughs> I am very uncomfortable. Well, here we are. Um, back to baddies. Who says baddies on Instagram? Is it the trees? No, it's uh, women on Instagram that are like... I don't follow women on Instagram. I neither follow... do I. I just know that they call them baddies. I just follow hot men. I don't follow anyone. No. Because I'm a leader. 
I think that you and I have very different leadership styles. <laughs> we really do. <laughs> I'm just going to... I don't follow anyone. <laughs> I followed everyone. And you change your processes. I change my processes a lot. Pro- processes. Who says process? You. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Um, well, during the month of October, I'm going to continue talking about one of... Or scary stuff and baddies. <laughs> and I'm going to talk about one of the most notoriously known internationally and widely talked about unsolved serial killer in history. You ready for this? Is it you and you're coming out on air as I'm, a confession? I'm letting you know that I killed people back in the 1800s. I'm still alive. I get tell. I look I pretty good for dead your bitch. Skin. Oh. The skin around your eyes is a little It's, it's actually a, little um, a mask. It's skin. It's creepy. I like oh. that. Oh. Well, what's your what's your secret? Tell me more. <laughs> I'd like to know. Ooh, <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I'm gonna talk about Jack the Ripper, the in- most infamous, never caught serial killer of all time, the most internationally notoriously known, widely talked about unsolved serial killer of all time, internationally unsolved, <laughs> <laughs> infamous killers. Of all time, the please, most no, yes. Worldwide known person that killed a lot of people in a string of time. Global people using weapons to murder. A person that killed someone that it, a lot of people know about. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, picture it with me. London. Sicily. Oh. London, 1882. Uh, <laughs> good year. Good, good year. I got my wooden teeth that year. Yeah. I was just um, getting to the point of being an apprentice for a dildo-making sex man. What the fuck? <laughs> Bakery? But ba- That's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I meant. Have you ever seen Sweeney Todd? <laughs> no. I love that movie. Well, that reminds me of, like, the, the, the what is what's his name? Frank something that I researched that he, like, cooked people. Uh, fed people butcher meat that were people. Yeah. Demon Barber of mm-hmm. Fleet Street. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, Mr. Todd, what's <laughs> It's a musical. Are you singing to him? Oh, uh-huh. Boy. We're not doing this. I think I watched that episode about musicals today. Musical gays? No. It was a question that was put in there. Oh, I don't really like musicals that much. I just like that one. Oh, in Chicago. I don't like any of them. Um, so, <laughs> Britain started to experience a massive influx of immigrants uh, from Ireland after the potato famine and Jewish refugees fleeing from persecution in Tsarist Russia. And the- you forgot the tea. Tsarist Russia. Yes. Um, and Eastern Europe. Uh, this, of course, caused some growing pains, so to say, in major cities like London. Uh, There's specific- no place like London. London. Uh, more That's specifically, London's East End. <gasps> Fleet Street? No. Oh. Um, one particular parish called Whitechapel uh, in London's East End was pretty much succumbed to massive overcrowding. Um, with the population increasing by almost 100,000 people in a matter of a few years between 18, uh, before 1888. Uh, so six years. So imagine Montrose going by 100,000 people in just like that little area. All the gays? All the gays. Just everyone in, in the city. San just Francisco will be barren. Yeah, exactly. So wild. Um, this caused work and housing conditions to plummet. And basically the poor, poor... Uh, poorer poor 
economic class was created. The poor, so like, poor. The the poor, poor or poor. Yeah. Poor, poor. The rural juror. You don't get that. Yeah, um, no. Poor, the poor, poor. Thomas has tried to make that joke. The, I didn't like that show either. Oh, I, I, I didn't hate it. I watched it all. It's stupid. It, I did not find as many comical moments in it as he like. That's its highbrow comedy. I thought it was funny. Oopy. <laughs> I love you. He says yes. Um. So, 55% of the children born in London's East End at this time died before the age of five. Five. Say you're five. No, I'm dying. <laughs> I'm nearly six. Nope, you're not going to make you're it. You're not going to make it. <laughs> Say you're five. <laughs> Say you're five. You're, you're going to die. Um, it was honestly giving me, like, Angela Ashes kind of eyes talking about this. I've never seen Angela's Ashes. Did you read the book? No, my That's... parents watched it, and they were like, you can oh never God. watch Angela's oh Ashes. No, the book is worse. I'm not doing it. That's some shit. Don't ever, don't ever read it. I read it. I'm not watching that. <laughs> Bad idea. Or the uh, boy in striped pajamas. Basically, this, know, this woman just kept on having kids, and they all kept on. Dying. Yeah, no, no, I know. Okay. Um, and they like find coal in the street to sell for money to eat. Uh, yeah, and he'd steal bread because steal bread from people who were giving away free bread mm-hmm. because he he needed to eat food. Yes. Um, and Angela was the baby. Yeah, and he was five. Yeah. In the story, he was like five years old, and I was like. This is some crazy ass shit. You see that loaf of bread? Gone. <laughs> but it was just right there. It's gone now. <gasps> oh, um, yeah. So that was that was what I was like. Mm, this is some shit. Um, so robberies and violence and alcohol dependency were rampant. Uh, yeah. Speaking of alcohol dependency. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's take shots, shots, shots. No, we don't take shots on this podcast. Um, of, we're going to yeah. We're going to take a break here and um, review some English poetry about shots is what they called. Um, <laughs> it was called shots by, by Little Tiger. Does that sound fine? That sounds British. Yep. <laughs> little Tiger. <laughs> little Tiger. Little Tiger. Little. Little Tiger. Uh, stop. Um, I don't even know who that song is by. No, it's by LMFAO, isn't it? I don't know anymore. I don't know anything about life. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I was just making up names. Um, so I would like to say, wait, come back. I have a joke. I think. What? <laughs> I said, come back. I have a joke. There's a, I said, alcohol dependency was rampant. And I said, yeah, yeah, I drink now to get away from my shitty life. But what if I didn't have food too? I drink even more. It laugh. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> um, so. Well, if I didn't have food, exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. If I if I didn't have pizza after I was done eating, pizza. then pizza, pizza. Um, so women were also looking to provide for their families during this time and went down the road of prostitution to survive the simple day to day. Would you sell your body for food? Uh, yeah. I would in a heartbeat. Well, nobody's buying. <laughs> you have to say that on the microphone. It's not funny. Nobody's buying. <laughs> Uh, I would attempt to sell my body in a heartbeat. <laughs> and I'm not talking like arms and You're legs. Like, Best I can do, <laughs> a cherry. A t- what? What is this, <laughs> Mama? Best I can do some mold. How does that sound? Do you want some moldy bread? Yes, please. I'll turn that into some pizza. Just dip it in like the the road sewer, like the chamber pot toss. Ew. Okay, we're good. Can you stop talking about <laughs> poop. <laughs> 
<laughs> so in October of 1888, London's Metropolis Police Service um, said that there were an estimated 62 brothels and 1,200 women working in working as prostitutes in Whitechapel. So um, once again, imagine Montrose and imagine oh, cheers queers, welcome. Yes, cheers to a successful week. Cheers to, uh, let's talk about gay stuff, chatting with um, our mayor, Anise Parker. No? Am I supposed to say that? I said it. I said it already. <laughs> it's on the podcast already. You just got to make it happen. Yeah. What did you feed us? Oh, it's Jim. Um, I already had half of it in my mouth, and you're still talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't want just dead air on this podcast, okay? I'm cheersing myself now. <laughs> Clink. Um, I think the electrician... Uh, has been saying like you don't want dead air on your podcast and i'm like uh we don't usually we we just keep talking chris never shuts the fuck up well i keep talking if we're taking shots because what we're I... not doing that i mean if we're reviewing english poetry if we're reviewing english poetry then um you take your shot i take my shot like that's how it works you respond to something that i i rant just meander, you're not quick enough rant Dead air. <laughs> Dead ass. Dead ass. Um, so imagine 1,200 women just, like, walking around Montrose. Or gays. Oh. Well, we do that all. I have never pictured 1,200 women doing anything. We'll do it now. <laughs> I'm drawing a blank. What Name the, a woman. What? I don't, I don't know. I, I, uh, I got nothing. <laughs> lamp. Uh, I love lamp? Where am I? <laughs> yes. Um... So 1,200 prostitutes working as, 1,200 women working as prostitutes in Whitechapel. Talk about open for business, am I right? Hey, support your small businesses. You know what I'm saying? Support your small businesses. <laughs> I have that written down. <laughs> You're welcome. Sometimes I have to write down, like, last night I was really feeling my oats about, like, how funny I was. So I wrote down my jokes. Because I was like. I've done it what, before. What? Because, like, sometimes, like, you know, I have, like, on and off days. So what if I get to, like. Mostly off days, but mostly, yes. yeah. But like, what if I got to today and I like didn't have the energy? Then I would have been like, yeah. So anyway, so talk about small businesses. Am I right? Guy like, there, and he's like, yeah, yeah a bunch exactly. Of so like, I wanted to have my jokes. It's like, okay, I'm on a high right now. So like, let's take that high into tomorrow by writing them down already. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, so there was approximately eight eighty five hundred people residing in two hundred and thirty three common lodging houses within the White Chapel every night. Ten so. Minutes. About 40 people per house. Uh, there were even, like, lean-to shelters that were set up between houses. And by lean-to, I mean literally, like, sticks and a blanket. And they were like, this is a house. You want to pay for this? And they paid half price. They saw to pay for it. Like, that, that's some shit. Uh, besides the economic problems in the Whitechapel area, there was also, unsurprisingly, a lot of civil unrest. Civil unrest. I said civil. Civil unrest. And social tensions. Ooh. Um, there was frequent police interventions, anti-Semitism, crime, racism, severe deprivation, et cetera, et cetera. Wait, wait, wait. What year? 1888. And there's lots of different races in London? I guess there would yeah. be, yeah. They conquered a bunch of different yeah, places. Yeah, I know. I was, for some reason, I was like, Black Plague times. So I was no, like, it was, nah, was pretty I much only was white people. Mostly directed at, like, Irish. <clears throat> Because everyone this hated the Irish. Racism. <laughs> everyone hated the Irish so much. Because, um, I mean, this was during the time in the, like, golden age in um, American racism. history. Well, yeah. 
uh, but in American history as well, where there was a bunch of people who came over from Europe, like, and they were all just like, where are you from again? They just put them in Germany? as scab workers mm. into the factories, and they were like, oh, well, you're dying. <laughs> How do you feel about moving to the middle of nowhere, Texas? <laughs> you want to you wanna get some oil? <laughs> There's no oil yet. <laughs> I thought it was out in the 1800s. Spindletop? Oh, maybe. <gasps> maybe. I thought it was the 1860s. Well, basically the desert. They yeah. wanted them to go to the desert. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They were like, there couldn't possibly the, be any oil in the, the factories desert. factories in the Northeast, whenever they had all the factories going, they were like, ooh, come in here. And, and they had the machines that were like, we're not stopping the machine. You have to go in there when the machine's like moving. And like, if you don't get out of there in time, like, oops. Like, <laughs> also, we see you got some kids. The small fingers. How do you feel about they them They would working? send five-year-olds into like these little machines to get their fa- small fingers in the working part. A lot of people don't have fingers. Mm-hmm. Ma'am. This is not safe. This is worker cruelty, okay? Mama, this is worker cruelty. And that's what the rise of unions came out, because they were like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Well, we're having some problems here. Um, yeah. So they people thought that this was just a horrifying sextant of immorality. Sextant. Uh, I, sex din. Oh, sex, sex din. din. I wrote this. Um, and it was. Uh, but also, like, listening to this, like, police intervention and anti-semitism and crime and racism and severe deprivation i was like isn't it just all bad sounds a lot like oklahoma (laughs) alabama (laughs) once again call back (laughs) ice creams and fucking your sister fucking your cousin (laughs) is what you got and now you got all those other things that i just listed yeah wow prostitution yeah I love that our, our listener from Holland um, was like, he was like, oh, I don't like when Americans like criticize uh, 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 other countries for like being similar or something like that, um, which is true. Um, and I was like, well, we criticize everyone here. <laughs> Mostly ourselves, but as I it was, should be. I was uh, ready and raring to go to be like, I'm not American. Yeah. Well, I me. think I kind of said that. So, in, in It so wasn't ways. concise enough. Okay. I, I'm sorry that I did not say Spencer is not American. <laughs> okay. Thank you. <laughs> Whatever. So then he's just like, okay, well, Chris is the problem. Like, no, we're both the problem. Okay. No. Because you were the one who had no idea about the geography of Europe. So. Uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> you said Denmark was right next to, to Belgium and Holland. Listen. <laughs> the real issue here is you pretending to know German. Okay. This is the on. real issue. That That is, uh, yeah. Um, so <laughs> let's continue about Jack the Ripper. The perceptions were soon, the perception of this whole horrifying sexton with immorality were soon bolstered in the early fall of 1888 when a series of vicious and grotesque murders attributed to Jack the Ripper received unprecedented coverage in the media. Who is Jack the Ripper? Let me tell you about it, but let me paint more about, more of a background besides that background that I just painted. Um, <laughs> We got fine details. I've got the small paintbrush out now. Yeah. So I'm going to paint you, and I'm going to tell you about the Canonical Five. But wait, I lied. I'm not going to tell you about that. I'm going to get you an intro to the Canonical Five. Um, since this time frame was full of cri- full of crime. What are you doing? There was a plane. Uh, full of crime and craziness. Uh, in, <laughs> full of crime? Is it full of crime? Full of crime. <laughs> I said it like seven times. So. Oh. That was making Is it joke. full of crime? It's full of crime. <laughs> Um, including attacks against women's women's. I love that. <laughs> they always come in groups. Uh, it adds a bit of uncertainty to the exact number of victims that might have been murdered by the same person. 
uh, between April 3rd, 18, no, said 188. <laughs> 1888 and February 13th of 1891, there were 11 murders being investigated. 11 11 11 murders being investigated by the London Metropolis Police Service, which they labeled the Whitechapel Murders. That name will come up again, so pay attention. You didn't say British enough. Whitechapel Murders. Whitechapel Murders. Yours is so bad. That's fine. Uh, As I mentioned, there's a lot of skepticism and I guess opinion. Which, how do you have an opinion on something that's 150 years old? <laughs> People have like, opinions about racism. Yeah, that's true. Um, on whether all 11 murders are linked, but there is one thing that's certain. Uh, five of the 11 were definitely the same person and widely believed to be the work of Jack the Ripper. <gasps> that was a good gas moment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, these five, mon- five murders were named as the canonical five. Most experts and some people called Ripperologists... Yes, I've n- never heard of the term. Bitch, this is a thing. They're called Ripperologists. Anyways, this is worse than UFOologists. Why couldn't they call themselves, <clears throat> like, Rippists? Nope. I don't think that works. It's for, a little for too a close couple, to another word. For a couple of reasons. <laughs> Rippist. No! No! A child. A child Rippist? No! No. No. <laughs> oh, man. Um. So, most experts point to the deep slash room's rooms slash wounds on the throat uh followed by extensive abdominal and genital genital area mutilation the removal of internal organs and progressive facial mutilations as the distinctive features of the ripper's modus operandi um i love an operandi you love a good operandi right um there were two cases part of the Whitechapel murders that came before the canonical five that were not considered part of the five we have emma elizabeth smith and Martha Tambram. Emma Elizabeth? Is she related to you? My great, 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 great. <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. Um, Smith was robbed and sexually assaulted on Osbourne Street in Whitechapel uh, at approximately 1.30 a.m. on the April 3rd of 1888. Uh, she had been bludgeoned about the face and received a cut to her ear. A blunt object was also inserted into her vagina, uh, rupturing her inner linings of her abdominal wall. Uh, Ooh. Yes. She later developed peritonitis and died the following day at London Hospital. Uh, before her death, she stated that she had been attacked by two or three men, one of whom she described as a teenager. The attack was linked to later murders by the press, but most authors attribute Smith's... Well, there's a lot of people who wrote about this. Um, and most authors attribute Smith's murder to... For that a while. Yeah. Just a little bit of time. Um to general East End gang violence and related to the, unrelated to the Ripper case. They were like, just you just got jumped. Um <laughs> just general tomfoolery. Yeah. Just a little bit of like lollygagging. A little you know? bit of haberdashery. Haberdashery. Is that like a clothing store? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the word. Haberdashery. How about brouhaha? <laughs> oh brujerias. That's a good one. Bru mm-hmm. brujerias. That's a good one. Um, so then Tambram, the other one who was murdered, uh, was murdered on a staircase landing in George Yard, Whitechapel, on August 7th of 1888. She had suffered 39 stab wounds to her throat, lungs, heart, spleen, liver, stomach, and abdomen, with additional knife wounds inflicting to her breasts and vagina. Um, so basically, the whole lot. He skipped the legs, the arms, and the Basically head. just missed the appendages and was like, stab everywhere. Like, go for it. 
Uh, all but one of Tambrum's wounds had been inflicted with a bladed instrument, such as a pin knife. Uh, with one possible exception, all the wounds had been inflicted by a right-handed individual. So this is important. <sighs> Tambrum had not been raped. Um, the savagery of the murder, the, la the lack of an obvious motive, and the closeness of the location and date to the later canonical Ripper murders led police to link this murder to those later committed by Jack the Ripper. However, this murder differs from the later canonical murders because although Tambrum had been repeatedly stabbed, she had not suffered any slash wounds to her throat and abdomen. Many experts do not connect Tambrum's murder with the later murders because of this difference in the wound pattern. But my question, though, uh, as we've seen in the past 73 weeks before this we've seen a lot of people who have dabbled in murder before they've killed a murder so like they kill one person they're like whoa that didn't go as planned let's do, do something else and get some more plans to it mm -hmm. so my thought is like were either of these just like a test murder to see if they were possible to get away with it like i killed someone like ooh, look at me now like well i have a lot of thoughts about the end game of this case but i will share them at the end okay my I, I wrap up really weird in this because it was a lot of like, it really got down to like a lot of the authors that were all just speculating. And I was like, I don't want to talk about any of you guys because you guys are all just fucking crazy. Uh, I'll talk about it later. <laughs> um, so now we get onto the actual canonical five Ripper victims. We have Mary Ann Nichols, Annie Chapman, Elizabeth Stride, Catherine Eddowes, and Mary Jane Kelly. Yeah, on the edge of your seat, ready for this? Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so the body of Mary Ann Nichols was discovered at about 3.40 a.m. on uh, Friday, August 31st of 1888 in Bucks, Bucks Row, now called Durward Street in Whitechapel. Uh, she was last seen alive about one hour before her bedmate from a common lodging house had found her. Her throat was severely, was severely, was severed by two deep cuts, one of which completely severed all the tissue down to the vertebrae. So like to the spine. To the fucking spine. Like, through your throat to the spine. That's crazy. Uh, her vagina had been stabbed twice, and the lower part of her abdomen was partly ripped open by a deep, jagged wound, causing her bowels to protrude. Several, yeah. Several other incisions inflicted to both sides of her abdomen had also been caused by the same knife. Each of these wounds had been inflicted by a downward thrusting manner. Uh, one week later, on Saturday 8th of September, the 8th of September, uh, 1888, the body of Annie Chapman was discovered at approximately 8 a.m. near the steps to the doorway of the backyard of 29 Hanbury Street. Uh, as in the case of Mary Ann Nichols, her throat was severed by two deep cuts. Her abdomen had been cut entirely open, with a section of her flesh from her stomach being placed upon her left shoulder, and a section of her skin and flesh, plus her small intestines, being removed and placed on her right shoulder. Chapman's autopsy also re revealed that her uterus and sections of her bladder and her vagina had been removed. Bitch. What the fuck are you trying to do here? Um, it's just hack. Hack. Just hacking. Uh, at the inquest into Chapman's murder, Elizabeth Long described having seen Chap... Elizabeth Long was her bedmate. Um, having seen Chapman standing outside 29 Hanbury Street at about 5.30 a.m. in the company of a dark-haired man wearing a brown deer stalker hat and dark overcoat and of a shabby genteel appearance. According to this eyewitness, the man had asked Chapman the question, will you? And to which Chapman replied, yes. So I was like, I think he was trying to take her home and then he killed her. So you missed a good part. 
not the good part. You missed the part that you needed to see. Um, so the next two victims, Elizabeth Stride and Catherine Eddowes, were both killed in the early mornings of the of Sunday, the September 30th, 1888. Uh, Stride's body was discovered at approximately 1 a.m. in Dutfield's yard off Burner Street, now Henrik Street, Heinrich Street, I don't know, in Whitechapel. Uh, the cause of death was a single clear-cut incision measuring six inches across her neck, which had severed her left carotid artery and her trachea before determining, before terminating beneath her right jaw. She was not mutilated, however, which had led ripperologists. I have it. Ripists. Ripists. No. I, I have that labeled, like, in all caps throughout my entire story because I think it's just a funny-ass term. Um, like, it's, it's like people who call themselves, like, astrobiologists. Like, we don't, we don't know that there's biology out there like we assume yeah but we have not gotten any listen as a white clawologist uh, anything's an you just like label yourself like oh i'm studying this white claw like and like how do you go to school for astrobiology like we don't have there's nothing for you to study <laughs> theories i guess so i don't know hold on let me take a sip of this white clawology mm. that's good Shit, I'm a white crushed. clawologist. White clawologist. We're gonna we're gonna do like a YouTube thing. It's like Google, take that down. Google, write that. <laughs> um, yeah. So, riverologist. <gasps> oh, guess who's been in my pocket all day? Google, Barbara. It's Barbara! Barbara. Where have you taken her? Barbara went to um, Kroger's. No, no. She went to um an office. To record a very special interview, oh, she just hung out on the table for a bit, and, um, yeah, and then she went to a Chili's. <laughs> wow, what a day! <laughs> She's been busy. <laughs> she has. She obviously has been. Um, <laughs> she went to a Chili's. Yeah, and then I had. I mean, she had. <laughs> she went to an office. She did something, and then went to Chili's because it's. It was a treat. Is this a cheat to get because a chili? Because when you're here, you're family. No. Uh, <laughs> it's a... We've got the best enchiladas. No. Baby red back, baby Robin. back, baby oh, back Oh, yeah, yeah. Also, why did I see the red Robin? It says red Robin in the tune. No, oh, boy. Well. <laughs> we can't all be intelligent. Look, here's looking at you. <laughs> She's doing the chilies. <laughs> well, she did. <laughs> She's like... I love it here. Ooh, chinnies. More ooh, chips, ooh. please. <laughs> More chips. Oh, my God. Their salsa is actually really lit. You don't like their salsa? No, it's gross. No. It's basically water with a couple of tomatoes in it. Okay, but this is coming from the bitch who can't handle spice. It's water with tomatoes in it. Okay. Salsa is meant to be chunky. Also, their chips are the sharpest things on earth. That's fine. <laughs> as long as they crunch in my mouth, I'm like, ooh. Also, for their queso, they add beans. No. No. You know a bitch loves beans. It's brown. So? <laughs> so? Anyways, Jack the Ripper. <laughs> We're in. Um, oh, no, I called the police. Oh, okay. Why were there so many numbers? <laughs> I, I called the police I in Germany. <laughs> Hey, bitch. 
Listen. Hey, she's like, what's up, girl? I got like, some crazy shit going on. Listen, somebody told me that that case was supposed to be brown. They were like, oh, girl, really? Uh, are, I was like, yes, be honest. We she was are like, on oh, the way, no. honey. You need an ambulance, too? I we, was like, yes, I need help, girl. We will FBI the Boots house down Boots, okay? <laughs> oh, brrr. Oh, <laughs> You're like, yes, girl, Katie. Well, she was like, you coming by the Kiki later? And I was like, girl, you at work. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. I'll see you later, though, baby. All right. <laughs> um, you want me to bring the whole Covassier? <laughs> Covassier? What does that mean? It's a drink that RuPaul likes. Oh. What is it? What is it? I think it's like brandy or something. Oh. I don't like that. <laughs> a girl named, it's a girl named Brandy. Uh, but her first we name just is bring, We put her in a drink and we're like, hey, Brandy. <laughs> hey, Covassier. <laughs> Covassier, Brandy. Stupid. That's going to be my drag name. Please, what I'm going to say is Covassier, Brandy. Brandy. <laughs> Stupid. Um, so, Ripperologist. <laughs> so, uh, oh, yeah. Elizabeth Stride. She was not mutilated. Uh, however, this led Ripperologist to the question whether she had, whether she was murdered by the Ripper or if the Ripper were interrupted during the attack and fled. Several witnesses later informed police that they had seen Stride in the company of a man in or close to Burner Street on the evening of the September the 29th and in the early mornings of September the 30th, which each gave differing descriptions. Some said that her companion was fair. Others said he was dark. Some said he was shabbily dressed. And some said he was well-dressed. Like, don't get your story straight. Um, so basically, the inf information was extremely. It's enough. a man. It, it was a person, like there was a person that was dressed up in the hat clothing, maybe in men's garb. Like I don't know. Um, the second victim, Catherine Edo's body, was found in Mitre, Mitra, Mitre, Mitra, Mitre. How's it spelled? M I T R E, Mitre. Meter. Meter. No. Or mitre. I would say mitre. Mitre Square in the city of London, 45 minutes after the discovery of the body of Elizabeth Stride. Her throat was severed and her abdomen ripped open by a long, deep, and jagged wound before her intestines had been placed over her right shoulder. The left kidney and the major part of her uterus had been removed and her face had been disfigured. With her nose severed, her cheeks slashed, and cuts Ooh. measuring a quarter of an inch and a half an inch, respectively, vertically incised through each of her eyelids. Oh, my God. A triangular incision, at the a the apex of which pointed towards Edo's eyes, had been carved upon each of her cheeks, and a section of the auricle and lobe of her right ear was later recovered from her clothing. So he cut off her earlobes. Um, the That is very gruesome. Yeah. The police surgeon who conducted the postmortem upon Edo's body stated his opinion that these mutilations would have taken... About five minutes to complete. Five minutes of slashing. He's Come like, on. carry the two. Uh, and then the spoon. My favorite is one of their, like, five oh, minutes. yeah, he's been dead for 30 minutes. Like, how the fuck you know that? Temperature? In, in 1888, you study dead bodies and you're like, hold on, he just died. Like, hold, hold the thermometer on him. Like. Well, in another movie by Tim Burton. Oh, <laughs> Sleepy Hollow. Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> he pours some chemicals on this guy, and he's like, he's been dead for an hour. Johnny Depp. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Johnny Depp is the star. Yes. Tim Burton loves Johnny Depp for some reason. I told you. And also be... Helena Bonham Carter. 
But I she, love Helena Bottom Carter. Uh, I love her. She's a uh, she's lit. Mm-hmm. Also, my uh, fish camp partner in my second fish camp that I was in in uh, college looks identical to her. Her I'll name show was you a Helena Bonna Harder. Her name was Alana Botham Charter. Charter. And she she looked really old for being in being younger than me. <laughs> she was a, she was twenty, but she looked about forty five. <laughs> yeah, it was a weird. It was weird. Also, she, curly hair. She had crazy curly hair. Sometimes it was gray, but then suddenly it stopped mm-hmm. being gray, and then like her wrinkles would just like swell up with like Botox. <laughs> <laughs> and she dressed uh, in eighteen nineties garb. Because honestly, that's what Helena Bonham Carter wears all the time. Pride and Prejudice. Yes. Harry Potter. Like, that's what you wear, bitch. <laughs> Just stick to what you know. Like, if I saw her in a tank top and jeans, I'd be like, <gasps> what? Wait. Who are you? <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> Who are you, people? Are you having multiple personality disorder? <laughs> you need to go back. Like, dive back. Uh, yes, I love that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Oh, a local cigarette salesman named Joseph Lawinde. Lawind. I don't know. Uh, had passed through the square with two friends shortly before the murder, and he described seeing a fair-haired man of shabby appearance with a woman who may have been Edo's. Lawin's companions were unable to confirm his his description. The murders of Stride and Edo's ultimately became known as the double event. The double event. Yes. Did I say that too fast? I heard double event. Oh, double event. You're right. Sorry, I didn't put it enough of a space in between there. I was just excited. A spasse. Yeah. Um, so a section of Edo's bloodied apron was found at the entrance to a tenement in Goulston Street in Whitechapel at 2.55 oh, a.m. So basically, if you look at the map, there's like the death of Stride and then the Beth, Beth, the death of Edo's and then like right in the middle is where they found this piece of her apron. So it's like, this bitch killed someone over here, then went over here and then went back to the other place that was swarming with police. Because he was like, I'm not going to get caught. It's fine. Like Killers love to go back to the scene they, of the crime. That, it, it leaves the questions like, did he leave? Did, did, did he live over here? Or did he want to go, he or she, want to go back over here and be like, what's going on over here? Like, I want to see what's happening. Because no one's going to know. Well, and a lot of times killers will go back to the scene of crime and be like, can I help? Well, I think it was kind of like a, a like a well. We saw it with the Candyman. We saw it with the with the John Wayne Gacy. It was like, oh, I'd love to help out with these things. Like, do you what's need to going look on? For somebody. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. So I wonder if he was part. There's a committee that was created later, and I was like, were you part of this committee? That like everyone's like, well, you're not the problem here because you're helping us try and find this murder. It was like, girl, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Sus. Sus. Um, a chalk inscription was written upon the wall directly above this piece of apron that read, The Jewez are the men, uh, capital T-H. Um, J-E-W-E-S-S? Not, just one S. But yes. Oh. J- J-U-E, no. J-U-W-E-S was the, the what they wrote. Huh. The Jewez. Um, are the men that will... That will, I'm sorry, I've tried to capitalize each letter that's just like randomly capitalized, will be blamed for nothing. Like, okay. 
so this graffito became known as the Goulston Street Graffito. The message appeared to imply that a Jew or Jews in general were responsible for the series of murders, uh, but it is unclear whether the graffito was written by the murderer on dropping the section of the apron or was merely incidental and nothing to do with the case. Uh, I think that one, yeah. honestly. <laughs> I think it was just written there because people you know what? Who, were I racist this, and I can blame this on Jews, but yeah. how do you spell that? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it was just written there because this whole area was rampant with racism and anti-Semitism and all that shit. Uh, and he was like, well, here it is. Let me drop this apron off. Like, I'm done with it. Uh, yeah. Uh, so the message appeared to imply that a... Oh, I said that already. Um, or a distraction. Yeah. I think it was a distraction. I think he saw the... I, I think he either saw the the graffito and was like, I'm going to drop this here and let the police do whatever. Or uh, I'm going to write this and freak them out further, you know, make them confused. Uh, so such graffiti were commonplace in Whitechapel. As, it, as I mentioned, there was a lot of ethnic and racial tensions and persecution here. Uh, the police commissioner, Charles Warren, feared that the graffito might spark anti-Semitic riots and order the writing to be washed away before dawn. So he erased the evidence. It was like, you know what? Take us down. Um, which was smart, but also like, okay, that's kind of important. Um, Just take a picture of it. They can't. Well, they can, actually. There's pictures of people, and, and we'll get there. Um, the final canonical victim was the worst off of the bunch, TBH. Um, Mary Jane Kelly was extensively mutilated and disemboweled Wait, and was worse than the girl with the eyelid slitting. Yeah, let's get into it. Right. Uh, and disemboweled and was discovered lying on her bed in the single room where she had lived at 13 Miller's Court off of Dorset Street at 10.45 a.m. on Friday, November 9th of 1888. When her landlord came to collect rent, they were like, knock, knock, knock. Hello, uh, I need your no, money. Hello, love, you in there? I need your money. Please, you owe me 15 shillings, you fucking <laughs> bitch. I don't know. They didn't use bitch back cunt. then. Wench. Wench. I said cunt, but I shouldn't say that. They didn't know that word either. Are you sure? What? Hi. What are you saying? You fucking harlot. <laughs> harlot. It's good. Hi, puppet. Uh, that's pretty good. Um, I'm going to do a little, a little posy, posy poo here. Do you mind if I do a little posy poo? A posy poo. No. no, I just started again. But I'm oh. going to tell everyone what you said. Okay. That you think no! that kiwis no. are actually apples, <laughs> and you're a fucking idiot. Okay. Cheers, bitch! You, you know that, fucking idiot! Did you know idiot? that you can eat the outside of kiwis? You can, and I'm not going I'm to do so it. I'm so scared. I feel like the texture of like the fuzziness will just make me go like, <clears throat> you know? You know what I'm saying? It's just kind of like they're so thick. fuzzy. Nope. Well, well, it's it's not thicker than like a mango. Some people. Peel their mangoes, which I don't. I'm too lazy. I don't eat mangoes. I don't know how to cut a mango properly. I love mango. mango? I just can't have it in the house anymore because Savannah thinks that she's allergic to it but is not certain. And I'm like, okay, well, if if your throat closed up a little bit last time you had it, maybe we shouldn't have it. Like, So you're on the back porch. <laughs> mangoes. I don't love mangoes that much. So I can go without mangoes. I don't need them. I want an apple instead. They're just as much work. <laughs> You don't eat the peel on an apple? No. Cutting them open. Who cuts an apple? Children. Okay, but even if you eat the mango without cutting it open, you still have to eat it just like biting. It's the same amount of work. 
Fruit's I'm a lot sure. of work. A, a lot of fruits come with peels. They're too much. Did you know they're also like? Stop. I will say that bananas Ooh. are easy. Bananas yeah. are very easy. You just peel one time. Cuties. Uh, slightly so harder. Peel, yeah, it's like peeling an egg. Because sometimes you miss some. Yeah. yeah. Oh god, I hate peeling eggs. Yeah. It's just apples are like so messy. You know what I hate is the people on YouTube. Blueberries. That are like, oh. <laughs> I saw somebody take all the seeds off of the strawberry ones. Oh my god. Because they're allergic to the seeds, but they love strawberries. How? Uh, with a pen knife, just. That is so. Um. How do those people get on the internet and take eggshells off of a boiled egg by, like, break one side, break the other, and then blow it out? Have you seen those one things? Oh, oh, oh. Have you seen those, <laughs> those one things where, like, they would, like, put them on the, like, the, back in the, like, the early 2000s, the ones that were all, like, the infomercials, where you just, like, put the egg on top of, the, like, the little thing and just, like, hit it and it, like, suctioned it off? No, but I remember one where they like put it in a thing and they hit this thing. A they couple slap times. it and it, it just and then comes it's just off. like, look, the egg is clean. Well, it's the same thing with people who tell me like with with garlic, like when you peel it off, you just put it in like a little Tupperware and shake it, and then it just like all comes off. Bitch, I've tried it. It does not work. Mm-mm. It does not happen, Mama. It does not happen. You know how lazy I've gotten. HB has 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 definitely um, uh, capitalized on people's laziness where they like have just like cut up onions and celery like ready to go the the garlic things that are already peeled i buy it all the time mama i, I just don't even fuck i anymore. buy the jarred garlic that's I minced already that. i love that i'm like they're like don't buy that stuff i'm like honey who, who no. has time honey no i love that I, I i don't use that one as much but i love the fresh garlic that um like it, it comes like they're it's already peeled Already ready to go. And, like, garlic doesn't go bad that fast. Like, and the expiration date is, like, well, you need to use it, like, the next month. So, I'm, like, I'm not going to use that much garlic in the next month. Well, I might. Perhaps. <laughs> See, that's why I like the jar of the mint stuff. And I'm, like, I don't that even have bad. time to cut it. Exactly. Bitch. Well, I don't cut. I have the garlic mincer. Like, the little thing that's, like, the elbow press. Like, ugh. And it, like, squishes oh, through, like, the tiny holes. Uh, uh, I just asked you to not do that again. So, please Wait, stop. you want me to do it again? No. Mm-hmm. Um. I haven't taken this. <laughs> but then it makes your hands smell, and I prefer to have... What did you touch with your hands? The garlic! The garlic! You pick it up, you put it on the thing. Okay, well, that's a little bit, but, like, you... It really, the garlic oils once you squish it. Squish it. It's not as much. Not as much. Or I could get a spoon, put it in a jar, and okay, throw it in the pan. I will allow it, because it's true. Um, my laziness used to just use garlic powder, so... Oh, that's not good. It works. It works, it's, but... It works in a pinch. I have bought... For a poor-ass college student who was like, I don't have time for this. Like, just put some garlic powder in there. I have bought the... the. It wasn't onions that were cut already, but it was pico de gallo that was already cut. Oh, yeah. I'm and not I ashamed by this. It. I'm not... The H-E-B, and I would do it again. The H-E-B pico de gallo is actually really delicious. Uh, it doesn't have enough cilantro for me because I'm a huge cilantro fan. Um... Mm, that glug glug glug, bitch. We love that. Did you uh, put that in that cup that you had coffee in? <laughs> hey, no. Coffee, wines come with coffee in them. Mm-hmm. They have coffee, like, mm-hmm. flavors and hints. So if his red wine, it doesn't even matter if his red wine has it or not. He just added some hints of, of coffee to it. He didn't do it on purpose. Let me tell you what he does. <laughs> He'll have coffee in a cup like that and still pour green Red Bull in it. Mm. 
Okay, it's coffee hints. <laughs> and you get all the caffeine out of it. Notes of coffee. Notes of coffee. Notes of coffee. Disgusting. if you look at the back of red wines, they'll be like, hmm, are there some coffee hints on this? Pumpkin and some coffee. Like, no big deal. I'm on Thomas' side here. I don't. Well, leave. <laughs> okay. This is... <laughs> he says stay. So, 50-50... You can stay under the house. So, if, well, it's down to 50 50. I get to decide. Can't believe it. No. <laughs> no, no. Kennedy gets Kennedy. to decide. And he's like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Just do whatever. He's like, You got any cookies? <laughs> no. If you, fuck give, off. if you give me a cookie, then we're okay with that. <laughs> You're drinking wine through a straw. I love that. Hey, it aerates it. That's a coffee. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Um, ready? We're going to do it. Five, four, three, two, Through one. one. Five, six, level seven, up. eight, Patty. Level up, level a up. Five, six, seven, eight. Wow. Like a champ. Ugh, poison. I didn't say that this time. You were going to. I was not. Poison. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now this chair's hurting me. Bunny? Buddy. Like Buddy the Elf? Hi, I'm Buddy the Elf. What's your favorite color? He called me sweetie earlier, and I was like, what? that's just unfamiliar territory. Um, I love whenever customers call me that. I'm like. Well, we always call each other spoopy, but I think well, yeah. you just messed it up and said sweetie. Sweetie. And I was like, well, that's nice. <laughs> that, that's, that's something that's different. I'm learning. <laughs> uh, oh, she's different. Well, I really wanted to be on the phone like, gay. <laughs> <laughs> that works, too. Um. Where was I? Some girl is about to get mutilated. Oh, yeah. Landlord can collect rent. Um, so her face had been hacked off beyond all recognition. Beyond all recognition. Like, full on a fucking crater. This is a picture. Oh, I don't um, need to see that. With her throat severed down to the spine and the abdomen almost emptied of its organ. Her uterus and kidneys and one breast had been placed beneath her head. And the other viscera, which is basically her intestines and insides, uh, from her body were placed besides her foot and about the bed, and sections of her abdomen and thighs were placed upon the bedside table. Uh, the heart was missing from the crime scene. Want to see a picture? No. In black and white? I don't. Okay. It's what on... makes you think that I would want to see that? It's in black and white. There's no blood. It's still gore. It is. It's pretty gory. Uh, if you want to see the picture, go to Wikipedia, because that's where I saw it. Um, it's kind of fucked up. I'll post it on your... Kinda? Up. I'll post that on our Instagram page. Don't do that. <laughs> Please no. Um, so each of the canonical five murders happened at night on or close to a weekend, either on at the end of the month or a week or so after. Like, okay, you get Rights like... Rights do. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. Gotta kill someone. Um, so Nichols was not missing any organs. However, Chapman's uterus and sections of her bladder and vagina were taken. Eddowes had... Oh, what did I say? I missed something. Oh, mutilations had became increasingly severe as more murders happened, except for that of Stride, whose attacker may have been interrupted. Nichols was not missing any organs. Chapman was missing a uterus, sections of her bladder, and her vagina. Eddowes had her uterus and left kidney removed from her, uh, removed, and her face was mutilated. And then Kelly's body was extensively eviscerated, with her face gashed in all directions, and the the tissue of her neck being severed to the bone although the heart of the soul body organ the heart was the soul body organ that was missing from the crime scene historically they believe that these five canonical murders were committed by the same person 
uh, is derived from contemporary documents which led them to which linked them together to the exclusion of others. So basically, they're saying old people. But are you cutting your pizza with a fucking fork? So I can have bite-sized pizzas, so it's not crunchy. Okay. <laughs> um, honestly, let me cut my pizza. While I'm talking about slicing people open with a oh. fucking knife. <laughs> Plastic knife, dead. <laughs> You've got what's coming. <laughs> you, bitch. you got him. Um, so, like, basically, people who look at this, they're like, "Well, people link these together when they were like." not certain about serial killers back in the, like, 1890s. So, like, maybe they were wrong. I'm kind of on that team. Are you? Mm-hmm. So you think there's more murders? Or less? Mm. I'm not sure that the killer is the same. Of those five? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm interested. Uh, so in 1894, Sir Melvin Mackinocht. Mackinocton. Yeah, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> assistant, chief. <laughs> uh, assistant chief constable of the Metropolitan Metropolitan uh, Police Service and head of the Criminal Investigation Department, the CID, wrote a report that stated the Whitechapel murder had five victims and five victims only. Similarly, the canonical five victims were linked together in a letter written by police surgeon Thomas Bond to Robert Anderson, head of the London CID on the November 10th, 1888. There was also a heated debate amongst researchers whether Jack Ripper only killed three people as a single killer or if he killed six or more from Ripperologists. Ripperologists! Sorry, I forgot to say it in all caps. <laughs> Ripperologists. Uh, I find this to be absolutely hilarious. That is like, okay, first of all, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, Ripperologists. Let's talk for a second. These women are dead. They're like very dead. Like, so dead that they've been dead for so long. You wrote this joke, didn't you? So dead, so long, this so joke. that any children this they had are dead. You pre-wrote this one. And their children are dead, too. Uh-huh, and this joke was pre-written. We are straight up four generations removed from this, and people who are still researching this are arguing whether this person, who is also definitely dead by now, killed three people, five people, six people, 11 people, Oh my god. Who gives a fuck? Like, Your boy. You care this much? Not that much. Oh my god. People write books about this. Mm-hmm. Now. Mm-hmm. 140 years later, they're still writing books about this. We, we run a podcast about death. That's true. <laughs> okay, We're so, ta- we've been talking about it for 73 weeks. 74 now. What's 74? So I don't think that you have any room to talk about people writing well, okay, books. Okay, we talk a lot of. <laughs> okay, you're fucking right. But also, we talk. I know. We talk about a lot of things that are solved. Let <laughs> it go, honey. I mean, girl, please come on. Are you gonna talk about this next time I talk about like cryptids? You're like, it doesn't exist. Let it go, bitch. <laughs> Tornadoes. Um, I haven't seen one they in exist. a while. It doesn't they exist. No, I wasn't there. You know those 300 people that died in Louisiana? That doesn't that didn't happen. A hoax. A hoax. False. Oh my god. Drain the swamp and stuff. Perry <laughs> mm-hmm. says, um, I just find it all hilarious. Um, I understand that people would love to solve this, but I do have to say that at this point, 140 years later, it's, it's okay. a little late, girl. It's okay if it goes unsolved. Honestly, it's okay. 
They are dead. Well, yes, you're not. But su- you're not saving they anyone's deserve life. Justice. They do. But we'll Who? never be able to find it. Who deserves justice? We the are, dead women. We are three generations from three or four generations from that now. Like yes, the dead woman still deserves justice. Justice of people knowing who killed her. Okay, but have you looked at census record from 1800s, 1880s? You you get nothing, honey. So knowing who who the fuck was there, there's no idea. There's never going to be a person who's able to find because there's no evidence anymore. No evidence. It didn't happen. <laughs> That's true. Okay, so at this point in 2020, we are not going to find out who Jack the Ripper was or Jane the Ripper was. Likely not. So you're okay with that now? I mean, people are always going to speculate. No. Yeah, I know. I will allow that. Um, I'm not spending. I'm not spending hours on this. I'll tell you that. The people have spent their lives, girl. That's exactly. what I'm saying. That's what. I'm, that's what the point I'm trying to get across is that you and I can talk about this now on this podcast, and then we'll go to sleep at night and be okay with it. Like we'll be okay with. I'm staying up till four in the morning okay. about this. Well, you'll stay up for a night and then fall asleep snoring, and it'll all uh, be fine. No, no. I'll plan on staying up until four and fall asleep at a sensible twelve thirty. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah, with the snoring. TV blaring. <laughs> Yeah, this is my favorite Trixie episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. Um, no. no. Murder documentary. Ah, oh, so peaceful. And someone's dying. And then I just... Well, <sighs> I got a lot of my information from uh, uh, BuzzFeed Unsolved. They, they did a good one. That was 40, 40 minutes of, of actual good information. Because there's no other documentaries about Jack the Ripper, which is really impressive. I think there would be. I'm sure there is. I didn't look too hard. I think, but yeah. I didn't see any on Netflix and Hulu. So. <laughs> and that's all I've got. Subscribed, okay? If someone's subscribing to something else and pay me money to go look what at What about things, the YouTubes? I know there's ones on the YouTubes. I didn't check YouTube. I don't care. Yeah, YouTube is, is far gone for me, okay? Wow. Wow. <laughs> um, so, regardless of my rant, Mary Jane Kelly, widely considered to be the Ripper's final victim, uh, and it was assumed that the crimes ended because a culprit died. Uh, he was in jail. He or she was in jail. Uh, institutionalization, or he left the country. Um, the Whitechapel murders file details another four murders, which occurred after the canonical five. Those of Rose Milet, Alice McKenzie, the Pynchon Street Torso, and Francis Coles. Milet died of hanging. McKenzie was stabbed in the neck and sliced. Uh, but it was believed to be someone copying the Ripper to avoid suspicion. The Pynchon Street torso was a decomposing headless and legless torso of an unidentified woman aged between 30 and 40 discovered beneath a railway arch in on Pynchon Street, Whitechapel, on September 10th of 1989, uh, about a year, almost a year 1899. after... 1899. What did I say? 1989. 1889. I was like, 1889. He really went out for him. A hundred years. I fucking love ACDC. Oh, no. I killed another person. Uh, Yes. Wow, the Beatles era. It really got crazy here, didn't it? Uh, Stop. 1989. That's after the Beatles. Yeah, I know. That's that's what I'm saying. He's in London. I don't know any London artists after that. British artists. They're British. Oh. Hey. <laughs> Anyways. Millie Vanilli? I don't think they're British. One Tele- Direction. 
Thomas, tell us about Millie Vanilli. They lip synced. Well, so did Britney Spears and Ashley Simpson. Yeah, we have a drag queen podcast, and you're yelling about lip syncing because they're faking it. <laughs> Bitch. They're not really lip syncing. They're not really. They're pretending that to really song. sing. Oh my god! How dare they? Anyways, um, so the bruising around the victim's neck. Oh, where are I? Yeah, yes, bruising around the victim's neck. No, back, hips, and arm indicated the descendant person who died. Um, I love that they call him a descendant. That makes me laugh. Uh, had been extensively beaten shortly before her death. The victim's abdomen was also extensively mutilated, although her genitals were not wounded. Uh, she appeared to have been killed approximately one day prior to the discovery of her torso, and the dismembered section of her body are believed to have been transported to the railway arch. So someone killed her before they took her and then dropped her body. Um... Francis, the last of the Whitechapel murders, was also found under the archway with her throat cut, but still alive. There was another man that uh, that she spent time with that evening that got arrested for her murder. I presume that he was also trying to kill her in the same way that the Ripper did to get away with it. Because well, I'll talk about this later, but the media put it all out there. They were like, well, he's doing it, so why can't we do it? So... Um, there were also a bunch of pre-canonical victims, like a girl who got a stake through her torso, a woman stabbed multiple times, a bitch who sliced her own throat, uh, another body similar to the Pension Street murder, which led to a debate whether the torso killer and the Jack Ripper were the same person. But police said the modus operandi were different, thus different people. Uh, there was also a boy with his legs cut off and his abdomen ripped open and intestines taken out and his heart and ear removed was also a victim. Uh, and then there was also a woman in New York City uh, who was strangled in 1891 with clothes. Uh, she was strangled with ripped clothes uh, and then mutilated with a knife. And her groin area was abused, but her organs were not removed. So everyone's like, hold on, hold on. These things are happening in London. What's happening here? He got on a boat, yeah. sat there for 14, uh, 14 weeks, and then murdered someone in New York. In New York City. He was like, whoa, 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 let's do this. Didn't he murder someone on the boat? Like, come on. Uh, it's just it's not the time not now not now not now not now come not on now. especially since he killed everyone within like what three months of each other like he was on a killing spree that was a killing spree girl hey btk waited how long that's true you're right but he had a kid maybe he had a kid maybe jack had the kid too you're right you're right and he named it jack ripper. stop <laughs> ripper i barely know no um oh my god <laughs> A vast majority of the City of London police files relating to their investigation to the Whitechapel murders were destroyed by the Blitz, which is a famous, like, 1944, uh, the Germans bombed London. And so they destroyed a bunch of shit. Mm -hmm. um, and that was destroyed. Uh, so surviving Metropolitan Police files allowed a detailed view of investigative procedures. View! View! Uh, I'm trying to give like inflection and be like, oh, look at me, listen to me, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, in the Victorian era, uh, a large team of policemen conducted house to house inquiries throughout Whitechapel. Forensic material was collected and examined. Suspects were identified, traced, and either examined more closely or eliminated from the inquiry. Uh, modern. I can't stand you saying inquiry. Why? It's inquiry. Inquiry. Uh, modern police work 
follows the same pattern actually from what they did back in the 1880s um more than in an inquiry inquiry uh oh. more than 2000 people were interviewed upwards of 300 people were investigated and 80 people were detained following the murders of stride and eddowes the commissioner of the city police sir james fraser offered a reward of 500 euros for the arrest of the ripper how many they don't have euros and or pounds sorry i don't know the word it looks like an e it's a pound. It's okay. a pound, love. How, how many pounds in... Ask Google. Hey, Google. How... 500. 500 pounds in... 88. 19... 80. Or 18... Never mind. Hey, Google. What is today's value of 500 pounds in 1898? 1888. Hold on. Sorry. I didn't understand. Whatever. I'm going to Google, Google it. it. Okay. Google it now so I can figure out how much... I didn't Google it. I'm sorry. Um... I was busy uh, plagiarizing. <laughs> um, fuck, I lost it. Oh, there we go. Um, the investigation was initially conducted by the Metropolitan Police of Whitechapel Division Criminal... Oh, boy. Something got us. Uh, Metropolitan Police Whitechapel Division Criminal Investigation Department headed by Detective Inspector Edmund Reed. Lord. Um, after the murder of Nichols... 13,000 pounds. What? That's pretty good. Isn't it? Let's see. That's not really. Not really. That's not really that much. That's kind of sad. Like, hey, there's dead people. 13,000 pounds. If you want it. $16,000. The people offer... News stations offer more than that now. News stations are like, I'll give you $25,000 if you say something. Like... I'll give you $100,000 if you win a drag queen competition. Exactly. And then they're over here like, I'll give you $16,000 if you tell me who killed this person. Who killed them? Best I can do, 15 bucks and a button. This is all you get. Sorry. Um, Oh, boy. That's me. Yeah. So after the murder of Nichols, detective detective inspectors were sent from central office at Scotland Yard to assist. The City of London police were involved under Detective Inspector James McWilliam after I eliminated a lot of names. I tried my best, and I did not achieve that. I'm sorry. Oh, which one is it? Let me do it. James McWilliams. McWilliams? I just I eliminated their names because they're not important. Oh. Is why okay. I did it. I didn't want to get people confused because, like, these names show up, like, once. I'm like, okay, I just told this person's, this person's name. Like, not important. So... Uh, City of London police were uh, involved under the, a detective in, inspector after the Eddowes murder, which occurred within the city of London. So basically, they were like, you guys can handle this. But then as soon as there was someone who died in the city of London, they were like, Jesus Christ. Like, let me stop. <laughs> you guys can't fucking figure this shit out. Like, I'm going to step in and help you. So City of London was finally like, God damn it. Like, let me. Let me figured so so uh butchers slaughters surgeons and physicians were all suspect uh because of the manner of the mutilation mutilization mutilation um a surviving note from the acting commissioner of the city of police indicates that the alibis of local butchers and slaughters were investigated with the result that they were eliminated from the inquiry uh a report from an inspector 
to the home office co- uh, confirms that 76 butchers and slaughters were visited and the inquiry uh, encompassed all their employees for the previous six months. Uh, from contemporary figures, including Queen Victoria herself. Uh, I love that they were like, tell us your past employees for the last six months. And they were probably like, mm, yeah, a chap named Jack. Uh, it was a man named Daniel. We, he was here for like 15 months and he had a bum leg. I don't his know. His name was Jack and his last name Ripper. Um, I'm not entirely bumbly certain. Where did he live? No idea. No idea. Uh, what was his hair color? I never looked at him. <laughs> he, he came in and worked on my, my, worked on my tools and, and left. Well, I don't know. What I'm not sure what accent you're going for, but it's not working. <laughs> Thomas cackling. <laughs> uh, I attempted. Okay. What's so funny is that I did like an Alice in Wonderland play in in high school, and like. And you were that awful. <laughs> no, people applauded my attempt at a British accent because no one else. And did you it. lived in shirts. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, I. I was the most British person that shirts that I had 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 ever seen. I was the narrator in a <laughs> UIL competition uh, of Peter Pan, um, and we made it to regions, and I won a best supporting cast award. Supporting cast. I wasn't a lead. Uh, yes, yeah, I'm saying. I was also a freshman in high school, so, which means that I had nowhere to go but up. I was the head drum eager, so. Well, has anyone and ever told you And it's only gone downhill disgusting? from Yeah, it's only gone downhill from there. I've gotten that a lot, mostly from my mom. No. No. Everybody else. <laughs> Every other human being that knows me. You're disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Savannah. I've heard that before. <laughs> Someone told me that, I think, once. <laughs> it's crazy. Um. Anyways, Queen Victoria got involved. She even was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. The murders indicated that the culprit was a butcher or cattle drover uh, on one of the cattle boats that plied between London and mainland Europe. Whitechapel was close to London docks, and usually such boats docked on Thursday or Friday and departed on Saturday or Sunday. She was like, it was someone from Europe. A traveling murderer. No one would have done this in my city. Never. Never. He, He comes from France. Every Thursday to kill 14 English people because they hate the English. They hate them. They hate us. Uh, so cattle boats were examined, but the dates of the murders did not coincide with a single boat's movement, and the mur- the transfer of a crewman between the boats was also ruled out. So basically they said no boats came in every single week these things happened, and also there was no transfer of a person between boats that came from another boat that made it sense. So they looked through everything, girl. They and were Queen like, Victoria was like, well, I don't think so. She's like, just kill everyone. I don't care. <laughs> Off of their heads. Off of their heads. Um, there was even a committee that was created by business owners in Whitechapel to find the murderer because of the failings from police. This was like a full-ass like page that I cut out from here, and I just couldn't sit down to that. There's a lot that talked about it, and I was like, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> These murders are bad for business. That's exactly what it was. And I was like, okay, there were, there's too much. Uh, at the end of October of 1888, a police surgeon was asked to give his opinion on the extent of the murderer's surgical skill and knowledge. His opinion was... I'm gonna, should I do it in the British accent? No, I no. probably wouldn't. All five murders, no doubt... <laughs> <laughs> One great drag queen and said, "Choices, choices. 
were no doubt committed by the same hand. <laughs> no, okay, we're, we're done here. Uh, in the first four, <laughs> the throats appear to have been cut from left to right. In Left to right. In the last case, in owing... The last case. Owing to the extensive mutilation, it owing is... Owing to the extensive mutilation. Mutilation. Yeah, it, that's when you put noodles in it. <laughs> it is impossible to say what direction the fatal cut was made, but arterial blood was found on the wall in splashes close to where the woman's head must have been lying. Uh, all the circumstances surrounding the murders led me to form the opinion that the women must have been lying down when the murders, uh, when, when murdered, and in every case the throat was cut first. So basically every single woman was had her throat slit first, and then he took everything out. Um, uh, that's crazy. He was somewhat nice. Yeah, but you still like live a little bit? I don't know. I don't know how deep he cut them the first time. If that first cut was like that was it kind of thing, um, but like if they like lived like a couple of minutes and like felt themselves being well, the adrenaline after that. Yeah, I don't know. It's fucking crazy. Um, he strongly opposed the idea that the murderer possessed any kind of scientific or anatomical knowledge, or even the technical knowledge of a butcher or a horse slaughterer. Uh, in his opinion, the killer must have been a man of solitary habits, subject to periodical attacks of homicidal and erotic mania, with the character of the mutilation being possibly <laughs> indicating satiriasis, a.k.a. hypersexuality. He was horny. <laughs> What's the word again? Uh, satiriasis. Sat satiriasis. S-A-T-Y-R-I-A-S-I-S. Satirists. Sat S A T Y R Satyriasis. There's, okay. there's an I in there. Um that's like a skin thing. They they're just it's hypersexuality. I know. I'm talking okay. about psoriasis. Oh my god, shut the fuck up. Uh so this person oh I wrote that. Um You wrote that afterwards. I wrote his name. Because like I said, I tried to cut out a lot of names. Um is it not important? Um, he also stated that the homicidal impulse may have developed from a revengeful or brooding condition of the mind, and that uh, or that religious mania religious mania may have been the original disease. But do not think that either hi hypothesis is likely. So he was like, so it may have been he wanted to kill people, or there was some like religion involved in prostitutes doing things, and he was like, kill them all. Um, but he didn't think that was likely. He, th he thinks that he was horny and crazy, essentially. Um, there is no evidence to the perpetrator engaged in, se in sexual activity with any of the victims. And I was like, okay, it's 1880. Do you guys know what sperm looks like? Like, <laughs> yeah, Especially mixed in a massive pool of blood. How are you going to fucking find semen in just like... She had Quick, her vagina cut out. Look through it for the baby. Yeah. The baby's in there. It's she, just really small. They had their vaginas and uterus cut out. Like, where are you going to find semen in all that pool of blood? It's not going to fucking happen. not going to fucking happen. In 1880? There's a little baby in no, there. No. Get the baby. Get the baby. Um, shut the fuck up. Even when you're mimicking me, it's not good. Yeah, it's not good. Um... I know I'm not good at accents, okay? Please, get the baby. Where's the baby? I have not been to other places, okay? 
Oh, but she's been to South Africa, and she's been to Australia, and Chicago. Chicago, Washington, Oh, my God. She's been everywhere. Went to the Paris airport. The Amsterdam airport. Baby Johannesburg. Anyways. All that, and you never learned how to stop being a stupid bitch. Actually, I did. But I forgot again. I forgot again. I don't know. <laughs> uh, there's no evidence. To, oh, no. I said that already. Uh, oh, no evidence that the perpetrator engaged in sexual activity with any of the victims. Yet psychologists suppose that the perpetrator of the victims with a knife. Uh, ooh, of the vic- ooh, That the penetration of victims with a knife and leaving them on display in sexually degrading positions with the wounds exposed indicates the perpetrator derived sexual pleasure from the attack. So whether or not he actually came in them, he came on them. Like, th- there's something there. Yeah. Um, so in addition to the contradictions and unreliability of the contemporary accounts, attempts to un- identify the murder are hampered by the lack of surviving evidence, forensic evidence. Uh, DNA analysis on extant letters is inconclusive because uh, we're not getting anything. At this point, they have been handled by so many people who didn't know what DNA was because DNA wasn't discovered until fucking 1950s. So it's like, for the past 60 years, these people have been touching this shit before Mm -hmm. it got bombed by fucking Germany. Like, what are you expecting? You're just going to get a bunch of bomb dust and a fucking bunch of people who touched it. Like, You know what I think is crazy now is that people like in the 1800s would be like, everyone's blood is exactly the same. Yes. If you're blood if type you is no different. Blood, just well, put they it didn't, they didn't do transfusion, and that would kill people faster. Yeah. If they did transfusion, that it would kill people faster. Your blood's not any different. Let's pop it in her. See, it would just cause see, blood clotting. She's problems. losing a lot. Yeah. So here you go. Cause blood clotting and death. But also, they were like, uh, "You're ill. You know what's the problem? Your blood. You. Why don't we? Why don't we blood let you? Yeah." Let's just, get some leeches just or let some blood out and we'll call it a day. Give you a cut on the forehead. Hey, just... that work for some people. Like, also, but they probably would have gotten better. If you better listen, by themselves. If you listen to Unsolved Buzz, Buzzfeed Unsolved about this case, there were multiple times that I was like, okay, but this sounds like a crazy person who had syphilis, like someone who had syphilis and went fucking crazy. Because syphilis says that to you. Mm-hmm. It'll give you warts in your penis. It'll give you a rash as stage two and number three, mentally insane. Yep. Like, that's the stage. You get three stages and you're it. Like, that's it. You're dead. What stage are you at? Mentally uh, insane. Four. <laughs> stage four, I'm past death. I'm here, bed. <laughs> stage four is after you fully go insane. <laughs> then everything just gets better. <laughs> and here we are. Actually, no. That's after stage two. Stage two, you feel really sick and, like, everything's fine. And then everything goes away for, like, it can go up for like 10 years. Do you, do you have no symptoms? You have syphilis for 10 years, have no idea. And then all of a sudden you, you die. You fucking die. Like what happens in that time though? Can you be cured if you, if you, I think once you hit stage three, it's like you need to go to the hospital. Like, yeah. But after stage two and you're just like, wow, that was a really weird. I think you can still get, um, antibiotics if you get tested, Hmm. but some people like, I don't fucking know. Wow. They're like, wow, that was, I felt real sick, and I hate doctors. I'm like, better oh. now. I saw these warts on my penis. I was like, wow, where did that come from? <laughs> I was like, hmm, hmm. Let me think. Could it have been that sex worker that I was with? No. Couldn't be. <laughs> Maybe that hole in the ground. <laughs> that banana that I had. 
Could be. Could be. Of his anus. <laughs> then I ate it. <laughs> no. no. Why did you take it further? Because you can take the peel off. That you can take the peel off. That doesn't make it better. Tree cum. Tree cum. We talk about a lot of plant sex on this podcast. Bananas are a a, a produce of tree cum. They're ovaries from tree. Yeah. That they're swollen ovaries. Swollen, <laughs> inseminated tree ovaries. Cum ovaries. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we eat them. Delicious. Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> Ah, ah. I hate this. Thomas, get us some ovaries. <laughs> oh, Cindy, can we have some ovaries? No. Um, is it? Is it what am I saying? Um, accent. Oh, inclusive. The uh, available material has been handled many times and is too contaminated to provide meaningful results. I said that already. Uh, there have been mutually incompatible claims that DNA evidence uh, points conclusively to two different suspects and the methodology of both has been also criticized they're like hold on you think that there's dna pointing to this person but there's actually not ripper all just i think the ripper all just not rippering the ripper they're ripping rippering each other like there's like no you're a fucking idiot this is where it goes no you're a fucking idiot i read a book about it i know what i'm talking i was like girl you guys need to calm the fuck down like Lord. I, think, I think you're quite cross. I don't believe that's They're not true. all British. There's an American writer, too. Yeah, that's the British one. And then the American one's like, shut up, you fucking limey you cunt. Even, you don't even live in London. You don't even fucking know. Like, I don't know. So now let's talk suspects for a second. Ooh. Sus. Ooh. Ooh. Sus. Uh, I only have a half a page about this. This goes on, and BuzzFeed Unsolved goes really far into the suspects. And I was like, I don't care that much. I really don't. I've already solved it in uh, yeah. my head. Um, so the killings on the weekends and public holidays, all within a short distance of each other, indicated the killer lived locally and worked normally, normal hours, Monday through Friday kind of thing. Um, some say it was a wealthy upper class person or a doctor who came to the poor area for fun. Other theories draw on cultural perceptions such as the fear of medical profession, mistrust of modern science, or the exploitation of the poor by the rich, which I was like, you're describing the United States, like, 2020. Mm -hmm right now uh, i mean we're looking at distrust of medical profession Ooh. look at half a fucking middle america they're like masks don't need hoax them. uh mistrust of modern science climate change doesn't hoax exist. um exploitation of poor by the rich hoax. literally everyone no wait that one look just at student like, loan debt i don't believe it <laughs> the poor don't exist girl you make forty thousand dollars a year girl you are not part of the <laughs> have you seen your lawn it's full of broken down cars you like, won't be the one percent you I will can never be you. the one percent you're on hoarders you yes <laughs> oh i have all this stuff it's all garbage Trash. all garbage garbage it's all garbage you can but you can call it what you first. let me also <laughs> hold on are you gonna go on like um was it American Pickers? Yeah, I, oh my god, I would love that. Oh my god, there was one episode that I watched where he like had everything buried in his. He was in Louisiana. He had everything buried in his front yard, like all his signs. And the guys were like, "Some of these signs would be worth a lot of money, but you buried them, so like they're not worth they're anything, not worth anything now. now because they're all covered in like plants, even." So <laughs> earth ovary. Why do we keep doing this? You buried them in the earth's ovary. Uh, the earth just took them. She absorbed them. 
Uh, Baby, yeah. this is rest. <laughs> this is re- Honestly, that's what happened. The, it, the earth consumed what was hers. So, like, mm-hmm. she's like, bitch, no. Don't fuck with Mother Nature. She'll fucks back, as we've seen. Oh, Hurricanes. Sign. Thank you. <laughs> mm. Tasty. Now here's a hurricane in Louisiana. Fuck <laughs> you. By the way. Um... I'm just, <clears throat> excuse me. I gave you two Category 4 hurricanes in uh, two a months. Month. <laughs> a month. Two months. Yeah. Welcome. <laughs> Good luck. See you later, Kisses. Kisses. But maybe you'll have snow this winter. Woo! We'll see what happens. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, Mother Nature's come for the bitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, some say... Oh, no, I said that. Oh, no, we're past that. Uh, suspects uh, proposed years after the murders uh, include virtually anyone remotely connected to the case by contemporary documents... Uh, as well as many famous names who were never considered in the police investigation, including a member of the British royal family. There was, like, Queen Victoria's, like, son or cousin or something like that was, like, I think he's in it. I think he did it. He did it. She was, like, absolutely not. Well, I think... He's taking 14 etiquette classes. There was evidence that he used to go to Whitechapel, but, like, when you go... When you're a royal person, you... It's the same thing as fucking Secret Service. You're a royal person. You fucking go with a bunch of fucking people. So, like, if these... I yeah, but you're like, I'm going to sleep, guys. They're like, oh, it's pleasant I dreams. Guess you and they're like, out, yeah. if you could get me a rope, I can't sleep without my rope, you know. I need to get down from this window. No, no they don't tell them that. They say, oh. they go to sleep and they're like, you know I can't sleep without my rope and knives. I need my rope. And- Please leave them under the door. Yes. So the murder, like you said, the murder weapon was never found. So we have no idea. Um, anyways. Um, so everyone alive at the time is now long dead. Uh, modern authors are free to accuse anyone, quote, without any need for any supporting historical evidence. Bitch, I said that earlier. This is a quote from Wikipedia. Welcome. Oh, um, I thought you put your own fucking quote. In no. There and you were like, ah, luck. No, this, luck is a, this was a quote from someone. I don't know. I didn't quote who, who it's said you. it. But I was like, bitch, I said that earlier. You Literally thing. The article. So there are many varied theories about the identify, identity and profession of Jack the Ripper, but authorities not agree are not agreed upon any of them. The number uh, and a number of named suspects reaches over 100, 100 people. Um, despite continued continued to this day interest in the Ripper's identity, it remains unknown. The term Ripperology mm. was coined to describe the study and analysis of the Ripper cases and the murders have inspired numerous works of fiction. Uh, there are apparently a number of suspects, including a bunch of letters written uh, to police during the murders and some afterward. Uh, there was a lot of letters that were written. I didn't talk about the letters because the letters were all just... It was literally... Because you're in a hellhole of just, like, crime and shit. So they see a crime, they're like, I'm going to write things to police because we hate the police. So, like, fuck him up. So there was a million letters that were sent to him. One was sent from hell. They were just like, hey, look at this. Look at us. Look at us doing this now. And, like, one of them was like, ha, 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 you won't catch me. I'm going to murder someone. And on the night that he said he was going to murder someone, he Elizabeth Stride and uh, the other one died. Um, and they were like, oh, look, there's a combination. But it's like, honestly, I think that person just sent it as a coincidence. Like, mm-hmm. because no one can figure out if these, the papers are pretty much gone. Uh, no one can figure out the the writing is the same. So it's like, we don't know. There's a million letters that have been sent in, and it's a bunch of people who were like, 
<laughs> I'm killing people too. Like, look at me. Like, but also, lots of people were killing people, and nobody ever found the bodies. And eleven people died in a matter of a year, and like only five people were like, okay, these these people were definitely killed by one person. Like, bitch, how the fuck you know? Yeah. You don't know. Which is why I have come to the conclusion that it was a bunch of them, bunch of different murderers. Maybe one or two had the same murderer. I think three at least had the same murderer. But you just grouped them all together. Yeah. What about all the ones you didn't find? Yeah. Exactly. I don't think it was one person. It's just... It's a bunch of prostitutes dead. 1880s, people are murdering prostitutes. Um, Sex workers. Sex workers, yeah. Uh, Well, at the time they were prostitutes. So I'll allow the term now, but like... Sex workers. Um... The number of sex written. Oh, the media was. I fault the media like a huge amount because the media was like. Is the enemy. I'm not Trump here, okay? But it was the enemy in this case <laughs> because the media took these things and. Because they were there on the scene with all the. The. The death. Because, I mean, the 1880s and 1890s were like the birth of journalism in the United States because they were writing about all the golden age, like shit. That was going on. They were like, look at how much shit's going on. And people were like, whoa, this is so crazy. We'd never seen this before. And so I can only imagine this happened in Britain, too. Like, surprise. Um, well, before, they just wouldn't write about it. Yeah. They'd be like, we're only going to talk about the good stuff. It was the same idea when TV came out in the 60s that, like, no one talked about World War One or World War Two because World War One and World War Two were like, we're going over to save everyone. But then Vietnam happened, and they're like, we can actually record what you're doing, and it's not great. No, so, but wait, don't show that woman's belly button. Exactly, that's a, that is that's obscene. Too much. Um, don't show those fucking army people slicing people's heads off like for fun. Prostitutes head, not even prostitutes, house workers, maidens, maids slicing their head off for fun. We're not gonna talk about the Vietnam War. That is a whole different spooky topic. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're not gonna talk about that because we didn't talk about war crimes. Mm-hmm. Um. You mean terrorism. Terrorism. Honestly, American terrorism. It's a real thing. Um, America's not that great. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's coming from the American. The Canadian is like, I'm I would just thing. stop before I get FBI spotted. Hello? Can you hear us? They hey. literally can because it's going to go on the internet. Hello. Welcome to our podcast. Yeah, Two Chris gays. lives at uh, 1313. Uh, uh, 6969 button. Sex circle. <laughs> tree uh, comes circle. Tree comes circle. Stop. I'm going to start using that. Um, so I blame the media a lot because they made a huge scene about all these dead people they found and wrote about all of it in the papers. They wrote about like the extensive, like we saw her slit from throat to throat that her abdomen was taken out. Her vagina was stabbed. Like, and then the police helped this. They gave it to the media, like within minutes of these things, like, or days. But I don't think they realized how much it would hurt back then. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Uh, that's why there is criticism about the handling of the murders and the evidence leading to possible lawlessness during this time. I wrote all this. Uh, where there could have been many rippers. Uh, also, I feel like a lot of criticism comes from nowadays times. Like, bitch, we saw with H.H. H. Holmes uh, that people could just leave cities and be a different person and never be found. Yep. Like, you're in Chicago. Like, welcome. Show me your social security number. Oh, we don't no, have those. those. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Welcome. Uh, okay. Well, what was your name then? John Smith. Nice to meet okay. you, John. Thanks. Welcome. Uh, there's also a theory that Jacker was actually a woman. 
Yeah, I've heard that too. Thus naming Jane the Ripper. Um, she knew that they, uh, that they would be looking for a man and continue her killings. Uh, I like that theory. Um, I don't think it's true, but <laughs> I, I like that theory. Um, I'm just, I mean, it's obviously, to anyone that's listening to the story or has read it, I think it's obvious to everybody that it's multiple people. It's not just one person doing all these killings. Well, out of the 11, yes. I do think there was one person who killed multiple people. Maybe the two that died on the same night. I don't think it was the two. I actually don't think it was the two that died on the same night. I think that the canonical five is actually the canonical four. Okay, we're going to get there. Um, well, pick it up, bitch. We're at an hour 40. Yes! She knew that they would be look. Oh, I said that already. Uh, there's a lot of wild theories, but they are so stretched and wild because, like I said earlier, people just took this as ripperologists uh, and made up whatever they wanted to do. Girl, there's no evidence. You're just making shit up at this point. There, you have no evidence. You can't test anything. There's no testing happening. You have no evidence. You have no physical evidence and nothing to tie anyone to anymore. Like, you have to be testing people g three generations down, three or four generations down at this point. Like, you're not going to get any DNA that matches. Like, you're going to get DNA that matches 25% at most. At most. And that's tiny. So you're getting nothing from anyone. So, no ma'am. Um, uh, so thus ends the Ripper. Uh, we have no idea who it was, and we never will. Uh, but that is one of the most well-known and most talked about serial killers in international history. Girl, what do you think happened? Tell me your theories. I already told you. I think it's multiple people. So you you have nothing else to follow up with that? Like, who it was, what they did, like, anything like that? No. Because it could be anybody. I think there was the four victims. I think that Elizabeth Stride was not killed by the same person as the other four. I think the canonical five is the canonical four. And I would even concede maybe to the, to the Tabor murders just the why like, do you prior? think that they're related because they said same modus operandi operandi they all have the same modus operandi elizabeth stride didn't well she all the rest of them were sex workers no not the sex workers the way they were killed anybody can murder yeah but they all got progressively worse and oh, why are you attacking me right now this is my opinion i don't it's my opinion it's not right that's okay so you're gonna become a ripperologist all of a sudden like I already am oh my god a ripist i i think that i do think that there might have been five but i don't think the five they the canonical five are the canonical five because i think elizabeth stride was not killed by the same person even though she was slit by the throat i don't think that i don't think he would have left the body like once you've already killed someone like that like even if you're being caught like I feel like a killer in his, like, adrenaline, like, rush, I'm not certain that he'd leave. But I don't know. Because, I mean, we look... I, I hate that I reference Jeffrey Dahmer so fucking much, but, like, the kid he found, like, he could have just left that kid on the street and would no one ever would have linked anything to anyone. Like... Well, he wanted to finish his work. Finish his work, as I'm saying. So, like, Jack the Ripper, if he was the one who, who killed that girl... He'd want to finish his work. Would he not? Yeah. He'd want to find a way to finish his work. I don't know. That's my idea of that. 
So I don't think Elizabeth Stride was killed by Jack the Ripper. But I do think that the other four were killed by Jack. Because every single one was so similar and then got worse. But also, this whole area was so crime-ridden that it could have been one person for every single one. Or people who were imitating Jack the Ripper. Exactly. Like, so as soon as the media last time it was like, we have a serial killer. It's like... And they could have just connected two different murders to the same person. Everyone was like, oh, well, I'm going to out, I'm going to beat that. Let me try my hand. Exactly. So I could believe what you're saying. Oh, sorry. Don't touch that. I don't believe, I do believe that there is one person that's involved with this. Even though we have no eyewitnesses for any of these things. We'll never know. We'll never know. We'll never know. Like I said, there's, this is the most talk about thing that is unsolved. The baddest baddies. Oh, my God. <laughs> that we'll never know. We'll never have an answer. So. I'm so angry that you said that. Well, I said it again, so get over a bitch. Welcome to my podcast. Go give me a white claw. Okay. I'm going to talk about something Can because... The what? Bathroom too? No! Okay. For fuck's sake. Recording. Wow. Now we are. I love that, like, I was at just, like, like check. I'm like, hey, what's going on? Like, what are we doing? Because you're not paying attention. I don't have a window, a mirror behind me anymore. Window. Mirror. You need to put a mirror right there. We're and not going to. That's true. Also, not, we won't We're not recording here anymore. Yeah. Um, well, mirror. <laughs> no. No, no. So I can't see. I can, like, try and pay attention when you're, like, you were listening to me earlier, just, like, before you started this. And I was like, oh, wow, look. Spencer's listening. He's listening to me. He cares. He cares I so much. I don't care. What he's like. I don't care. <laughs> Stop talking about tree gum. Yeah, but that's not. Stop talking about your gum. <laughs> tree gum. Oh. Oh, yeah, that's good. Oh, I, did, I never dropped mine. Damn it. Missed the opportunity. Missed the opportunity. See, I thought I was recording, so I popped it into the microphone. Didn't work. Cheers. Missed the opportunity. Missy. Welcome to the stage. Make lots and lots of noise for Missy Opportunity. Missy Opportunity. Cheers to that bitch. Oh, boy. Ah, oh, boy. Now, do you understand what I'm talking about, dead air? Nope. Or we're like, Ugh. This week I want to talk about the most heavily reported missing person case in modern history. Who? <gasps> in the opinion of the Daily Telegram. <laughs> uh, <laughs> By one person that said this. A newspaper. Uh, the disappearance of Madeline McCann. Oh, my God. Do you know anything about this? I have not, actually. I have no idea. We were people when this happened. So it's different than my story. Yes. <laughs> we were definitely not even people. My mom was not people. My grandmother was not people. Um, my grandma, my great-grandma was people at that point. Was she? Like baby people. Baby people. Wow. Well, Madeline and McCann, we were alive and No, well, she wouldn't honey. have been. No! Because my grandma was birth born in 1932. So... That would have been like 50 years. So, no. It would have been my great-great-grandmother was alive. So, like I said, four generations have passed. Get over the ripperologist, okay? Anyways, sorry. Wait. But you were born in 1659. Yes. So, I outlived all of them. My own mother. <laughs> uh, oh, did I bore myself? Oh, I love that. <laughs> you... You infected your dad as a zygote to infect your mother? Hello. That's what you said. <laughs> That's what you said. It's true. I learned genetics at a very young age. <laughs> Cloning, bitch. There's another Chris White out there somewhere. Oh, God. No. Yes, kill him. please. Kill, kill him. him. Kill him. Kill him. Kill him. <laughs> Get rid of it. Get. We don't need two it's of those. It's a parasite. 
Both marks. <laughs> fucking Get rid of the lifeblood out of the earth. <laughs> out of Mother Nature. <laughs> I love this tree comp. <laughs> you fucking idiot. Um, so. <laughs> Stop yelling. Okay. Um, I first want to. Was it too sp- loud? Yes. Sorry. Okay. No. It was just. It was. The first one was too quiet. The second one was too, too loud, loud. But the third one was just, just right. right. Okay. Um, I first want to start the story and end it in the same way. No boy. Madeline is still missing. No boy. Uh, and her parents want her back safe and soundly. If you have any information on the whereabouts of Madeline, please call 44-845-838-4699 or email investigation at findmadeline.com or send paper mail to Madeline's Fund. Leaving No Stone Unturned Limited, P.O. Box 9880, Leicester, UK, LE77UJ. I love those zip codes. <laughs> They're the same in Canada. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, I thought that the best way to start talking about her disappearance was to tell a little bit about Madeline from her parents' own words. Mm-hmm. So this is the... Uh... Also, you, you give me the, the um, task of next week, and I'm like... I'm gonna think about this bitch. <laughs> we're we're gonna find out. So, she, I mean, thankfully for her, it, we don't found. know who it, it is yet. Yeah, she was found. Um, yeah, she escaped Woo! or was found. Um, so this is Madeline's parents' own words about their daughter. Mm-hmm. Madeline was born in May 2003, a long-awaited and very much longed-for little girl. She's tiny. She's a baby. Mm-hmm. She's younger than she's ten years younger than us. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! She lives in the village of Rothley in Leicester with her mummy and daddy and her little brother, sister Sean and Emily, or Amelie. Madeline is. Kennedy's coming. Is it Kennedy? No. Is Thomas taking a shower? Ear popping. Poopy. Something's dripping. Is it raining? Is oh. it? Oh, it is raining. Oh my god, it's raining! That's so crazy. We're like, what's that? What's the noise? That's what it sounds like when it drips onto that uh, air conditioner. Oh, that's what I it is. I really hope it doesn't rain any louder because then we won't be able to hear ourselves. <laughs> like, what's happening? Oh yeah, the cold front's coming through. Shit. I gotta s- speed up here. <laughs> uh, Madeline is a very happy little girl with an outgoing personality. She has always been a very popular little person, appealing to both children and adults alike with her funny and engaging chatter. Mm. She has many friends who obviously miss her very dearly. Despite her young age, it often felt like Madeline had been born, been on this earth before. Like most girls her age, she likes dolls and dresses and anything pink and sparkly, but with a definite taste for action and adventure, too. Did she get taken as a young girl? Yeah. No. Uh, she has an incredible amount of energy, even as a little baby, didn't seem to need much to rest. She enjoys running and swimming and is an Everton fan, like her mom and granddad. Madeline has always been a wonderfully loving child and caring big sister to Sean and Emily. It was certain, not certainly not the quietest house on the planet with lots of giggling, singing, and inevitable, an inevitable odd bit of mischief. For Sean and Amelie... There is, without a doubt, a very important person missing from their lives. It's just them. Why is this not going the way I want it to? You always have a problem with your fucking word. Scrolling. Yeah. 
Um, Madeline is a warm, life-enriching little person and will never fail, we're sure, to bring joy into the life of anyone she may encounter. Those are her parents' words about her. Yeah. Uh, Madeline was born on, in May of 2003 in Leicester, UK, to Kate and Gerald McCann. The family lived in Rothley. She had two siblings, twins, brother and sister, born in 2005. In May of 2007, a few days before Madeline's fourth birthday, the McCanns went on vacation with seven of their friends and five of their children in uh, Portugal. On April 28, 2007, the McCanns arrived in Praia de Luz, Portugal. Uh, there would be, they would be there for seven days. Bitch, that sounds fantastic. Well, Both it could parents. be fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Both of her parents are doctors. Okay. Uh, the small Bitch, village let's was... let's go to Portugal. Let's go. But also they live in the UK, which is like, I'm going to Florida. Yeah, that's true. And they're like, we're going to go get that beach adventure. Come mm-hmm. on. I love that. Except... At that side of the Atlantic is cold. So even though you go to Portugal, it's cold. In May. In May. It's, They're like, that's so cold as fuck. It's lovely weather out. No, it's, that's uh, cold. 22C <laughs> on the hottest day of the year. Just because it's hot outside doesn't mean it's cold. Welcome mm. to California. Exactly. <laughs> California's like, ooh, the cold water. Yeah, it's fucking 60 degrees. You want to come to Galveston? It's fucking 85. People make fun of us for a Galveston water. It's like, at least but I'm- But you can I'm, get in it. At least bath I'm, water. It's sitting in this bath water and enjoying it, okay? <laughs> like- Fuck you, bitch. You have great white sharks over there, okay? <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> Anyways, they're sitting next to the The small village was known as Little Britain due to the concentration of British tourists that would oh flock there for holidays and their summer homes. Um, that reminds me of like Jamaica or like the Grand Cayman, where it's just like British people everywhere. And I'm like, hey. Because they. <laughs> they. Colonizers. Well, yeah, they colonized both of them. But Jamaica was like, "Fuck you, British people." I think they, I think Jamaicans hate British people more than they hate Americans. Which I think, but did they hate British people more than they hate the gays? I don't know. I don't think so. Jamaican people. Well, are... I won a uh, won a contest dancing there, and like we've seen my dancing. So the fact that Jamaica, like, I did look it. Look at this stupid fucker. Honestly, I think they were just like, "Look at this dumbass bitch. He's waste all his mind. Give him a fucking contest." Like, okay. <laughs> Another margarita lady. What was that? A yeah, it was one of those tourist competitions. So I'm sure they were just like, "Nigga, white boy." They called me white boy, and I was like, "They were like, are you offended by that?" And I was like, "My last name's White, so I don't care." Like <laughs> I've been called that my entire life. Like as they, long as somebody's calling. Honey. And that's, I think <laughs> they, they like laughed at that, and I was like, "That wasn't supposed to be a joke, but I love that. <laughs> I love that you enjoyed it." Anyway, sorry. Anyways, um, so. They had booked their vacation with the Mark Warner Company, a sort of early Airbnb. Uh, they were to stay in an apartment owned by a retired teacher from Liverpool on Rua Dr. Agostino da Silva. Oh, boy. Um, there was a two, it was a two-bedroom apartment on the ground floor. The apartments were on the perimeter of the Mark Warner Ocean Club Resort. Does this guy own? No, no, not him. The company owned it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, their friends Matthew and Rachel Oldfield were next door, Jane Tanner and Russell O'Brien three doors down, and the Paynes and Diane Webster on the second floor. So friends or people who know them? Yes. Okay. They traveled with all these people. Okay. <coughs> and some of their children. Um, 
The layout of the entrances to the apartment were located on the corner of Rua Dr. Agustina da Silva and Rua Dr. Francisco Gentil Martins. Um, the apartment was accessible to the public from two sides. Sliding glass patio doors in the living room at the back overlooking the Ocean's Club pool. Uh, tennis courts, tapas bar, tapas restaurant, and bar. The patio doors could be accessed from the public street, Rua Dr. Francisco Gentil Martins, where a small gate and a, step, uh, a set of steps led up to the balcony and to the living room. The front door was on Wait, the... Wait, this is their apartment or someone else's? This is the apartment they're staying in. Okay. Um, the front door was on the opposite side of the block from the Ocean Club on Rua Dr. Agustina da Silva. The children slept in the bedroom next to the front door that the McCanns kept locked. The room had one window waist high with a metal shutter on the outside. The scene outside the window was a narrow walking path and a parking lot separated by a short wall. The bedroom had two beds. Madeline slept in the furthest bed from the window and her twin brother and sister slept in the cot in the center of the room. Did someone come and take her in the middle of the night? And Wait, didn't... girl. Oh, sorry. I'm just... Somebody's tapping at the window. Uh, ghosts. Honestly? Um, on Thursday, May the 3rd, the day of her disappearance, over breakfast, Madeline had asked her mother, why didn't you come when Sean and I cried last night? Her parents would lay the children down to bed and then hang out with their friends in the complex restaurant, checking in on the children often. Her so they were asleep in the house, but they would leave. Yes. No, ma'am. I don't leave the house when a child is sleeping. No, you don't do that. It's not that far. So picture a resort. Yeah. The hotel room is on one side, restaurant on the other side of the pool. That's the distance, basically. Yeah, but I'm just... Me too, yes. I don't know. But we don't have children. We don't, so. we don't have children. But, like, at the same... Like, in my mind, I cannot leave a house when a child is sleeping, because, like, I can't do that. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not doing that. Because, um, like, service? what are the... What? Room service? I'm sure you've got a table in there. Invite your friends over. You are... This is a fucking resort. Like, you can send your husband out to get fucking food for you. I don't know. That's just me. I'm just saying yeah um so this would lead her parents to wonder often if that had meant that somebody had entered their room in the previous night madeline also had a large brown stain on her pajama top really coming down there aren't they? Mm -hmm. if you would have hurried the fuck up you oh stupid <laughs> bitch anyways what the fuck was i saying uh, i don't know what you were on mm -hmm. uh, she, uh, she had brown stains brown oh stains. yeah uh, the children spent the morning of uh, May the 3rd at the resort's children's club, um, and the family had lunch in the apartment before heading to the pool outside of their patio. Kate took the last photo of her, uh, of Madeline, that afternoon with her father and her sister. The children then returned to the kids' club until 6 p.m. when Kate retrieved the children, bringing them back to the apartment. At 7 p.m., Kate put the kids to bed. Madeline was wearing short-sleeved pink and white Mark and Spencer's Eeyore pajamas, uh, and she had her baby blanket and stuffed animal with the name Kate's Cuddle sister. Cat. This is the mom. Oh, okay. She's wearing Eeyore pajamas? No. Madeline's Ooh. wearing the pajamas. Oh, you said Kate. Kate she put them to bed. I said Madeline was wearing no, shorts. No, you said Kate. 
No, I didn't. I'm pretty certain you did. Well, I'll send back and no. be like, hold on, I'll text you. I'll text you later. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, at 8.30, Kate and Jerry left the apartment for dinner with their friends at the Ocean Club's outdoor restaurant about 160 feet away on the other side of the pool from the restaurant. Um, Could they see all, like, all the windows and entry points? The top of the apartment was visible, but not the doors. The poolside patio doors could only be locked from the inside, so the McCanns left them unlocked so that they could return through them and easily check on the children. There was a child safety gate at the top of the steps from the patio and a low gate at the bottom. It's only getting worse. Okay. We're in the middle of a rainstorm. Here we go. We're recording. <laughs> That's okay. No, it's not. Okay. What do, you, what do you want to do? You're going to stop? Anyways, eat a dick. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's my fault it started raining. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I have... Welcome to... Well, that's live podcast. Well, not live. You... We record live. We also don't have that much time to... <laughs> well, we do. We have plenty of time. But at the same time, like, girl, we're going to record this podcast whether or not it's raining outside or not. Listen, no. We had to move the table so that you could be closer to the bathroom because obviously... You have explosive diarrhea. Yeah. Um, and we wanted to... Do, I don't want to waste any time. That's from being at your house. We hear it again! Oh my god, ah! is that it? it? It's it. Ow, oh, those nails stabbed me. That's what I get for... Anyways, guys, this is my favorite song. The, Listen. Oh, it's right there. It hurt me. Am I going to get tetanus? Listen. Not unless you broke skin. No bleeding? No. What's anything? You're fine. I've been tetanus shot in 2017. Over okay? <laughs> I'm gonna have a stroke. <laughs> we've we've done a lot of segues here and a lot of pauses and a lot of things have happened. Welcome to a three-hour episode for our sweet podcast. Anyways, <laughs> oh boy, moving. So if you hear um, Latina music in the background, that's just some weird technology thing that's just connecting to our soundboard somehow? I was say the thoughts in my head. Oh. Um, it's Friday night, so I'm... Thursday it Friday night. Thursday? It's my Friday night. It's Whatever my night Friday it night. It's your Friday night, so uh, in your head, you're at Cyclone. Here I so am. Yeah, it's true. It makes sense. I'm here at... at I'm wasted AF... Three o'clock in the morning, I'm at Chapultepec, and I'm getting... Uh, Under a truck, getting railed by... A Salvadorian I man. Honestly, it happened. That that's. What oh, happened. I'm being more specific. Well, I don't. El Salvador. I don't know what ethnicity he was, but he was definitely Latino. So, he. Belizean. He did do I that. I don't feel like so. that's common. Well, it could be. Savannah works for a Belizean. Is that what you call them, Belizeans? I don't know. Ah, uh, Savannah. Guatemalan. He's not Very Guatemalan. He's small, tiny Belize. man. Oh, uh, no, Julio's Guatemalan. They're short. Is he from Honduras or Guatemala? I don't fucking care. I don't fucking know. So at 8.30, Kate and Jerry <laughs> left the apartment for dinner with their friends at the Ocean Club. Uh, it's 160 feet away, but the uh, doors are not visible. The poolside patio doors, blah, 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 blah. The McCants had left a reservation at the Tapas restaurant booking the table that overlooked the apartments on the final four nights of their vacation. The message did literally say that they had booked it because they were... They wanted to watch the apartments because their children were asleep in them. But what message? They left a message at the restaurant. Oh. Booking the table. Because they like to see their... Place. Their place. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, the you want to? Oh, sorry. I was gonna. Are you dying because you? No, no, no. no. <laughs> I was gonna say. Do you want to know something? I don't know why this reminded me, but you want to know something that I say all the time now because of you. What? I just walk around my house and I'm like, Natalie Pleacam. <laughs> <laughs> Natalia Pleacam. Natalia Pleacam. Let sorry. me tell you, okay? She did amazing on oh my God. Island. I just, like, I, like today I was, like, getting ready to come here. I was like, and I was, like, looking at myself. I'm like, ooh, mm-hmm. ooh Natalia, Natalia Pleacam. I have no idea who the fuck that is. Exactly. Because I have never, it doesn't I have matter. not watched more than two full episodes of Drag Race Thailand. But, like, I'm like, ooh. Fish, Natalia Pleacam. Because you say her name all the fucking time. I get things in my head and I just say them. Me. Me. You get them stuck in my head. Welcome to RSV Podcast. I just say shit that Spencer says over and over and over again. My my comedy is apparently just Spencer's just like stupid and regurgitated like months later. Like, what is stupid shit? really hate to admit it, but... Sometimes things that you say, I'll say them too. You're welcome. Thomas, have I been saying sus a lot lately? Is it intentional? <laughs> no, it isn't. Yeah, it's not intentional. I don't want to say it. it I don't want to say sus. Damn it! Sus. Well, Ooh, I, do, I do have to say my friend Alyssa was like, honestly, I have you and Spencer like on like a... A repeat of just like looking kind of sus, and she's like, "I would love to have just like looking kind of sus, like an R Sweet podcast like logo, written somewhere." She, <laughs> she's like, "Looking kind of sus, kind of sus." Like that's what she. She was like, "Honestly, just give it to me." Like and like, it might happen. It's not wrong. <laughs> it's not wrong. There was something else that I was saying all day today. But... Also, I cannot tell you how much I love that our episode is called last week's episode is called. Do you ever feel that you have to spit in your mouth? All the time. That's one of my favorite titles of a podcast in a long time. We, we've had a lot of stupid shit, but like... Robert that, and Robert is my latest Oh my favorite. god. Uh, bendy legs. Bendy legs. Uh, that's a good one. Uh, but I, I just... That one, I just like... I'm like, this. yeah, I do. Because it's hitting everyone straight in the field. It's real. It's a real problem. And Real it problem. only happens during commercials. They're like, okay, I'm going to talk about break, break bones. I'm going to talk about Let's talk about these commercials. Okay. So, um, the, the McCann's and their friends check on their children every half hour. Madeline's father carried, fathered, father. carried out the first check at uh, around... Oh, I switched over all the times except this one. What's 21 military time? Nine. 9.05. No, no nine. it's 9.05. Nine. 9.05. Uh, the children were asleep and all was well. Except that he recalled having left the children's door slightly ajar and now it no. stood almost all the way wide open. No. He pulled it nearly closed again before returning to the restaurant. Wait, so he left it? open but then he came back and saw it was all the way open it was slightly ajar he checked on the children it was no he remembered it being slightly ajar he went to check on the children it was all the way open checked on the children they were fine he closed the door i don't trust anyone so someone was inside at this point i think they think oh i think someone's inside um ma'am there was a sighting by jane tanner one of the uh 
the dinner party guests, uh, of a man carrying a child that night that became an important part of the early investigation. She had left the restaurant just after 9 o'clock, so just before uh, Madeline's father. Um, and, yes, I know. What? Yes, I know. The what? music. Oh, no. I'm... I'm I resi- picking that I'm up. resigned to that fact. It looks like there's nothing there. Yeah, so I'm saying I think that it's like so it's so distant to us because like I can hear us so much and people complain about not hearing us enough. So hmm. this music that we hear, I think it's just like I think it's just an us thing. We'll play it back after. We'll play, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. listen to three hours of this. <laughs> why not? You want to stay here till four in the morning? Yeah, why not? We can just drink white claws and sleep on that floor right there. It looks comfy. It looks comfy. Um, so she left the restaurant just after nine o'clock to check on her own daughter, passing Madeline's father on Rua de Francisco Gentil Martins on his But way that's back. when she saw a person with a kid? Yes. So he walked into that, that place and did not see that there was a Hold kid on. missing. Okay. Um, so he had, Madeline's father had stopped to chat to a British holiday maker, but neither man recalled having seen Turner. Who's Turner? Or Tanner, sorry. The, the woman the who woman. said that she saw yeah. a man carrying okay. a baby. Okay. That um, means her timing was off. Maybe. Yes, perhaps. Um, this puzzled the Portuguese police, given now how narrow the street was, and led them to acclu- accuse Tanner of having invented the sighting. Tanner told the police that around 9.15, she had noticed a man carrying a young child walk across the street junction of Rua de Francisco Gentil Martins and Rua de Agostino da Silva, just ahead of her. He was not far from Madeline's bedroom, heading east, away from the front of the apartment 5A. Oh, shit. I cut that out, except everywhere right there. Wait, who who, who saw her? One of the dinner guests. Oh. Went to go check on her own kid at the same time. Wait, it's the same girl who left, the same woman who left to go check on, then she saw, she saw, she claimed she saw someone with a kid. Yes. And then later she claimed that she saw there was a kid running across the street. No. She went to go check on her own child uh-huh. shortly before Madeline's father went to go check on Madeline and the Correct. other two and yes. the twins. When she was on her way back to the restaurant, she saw a man carrying a kid away from the, the McCann's apartment. But uh, Jerry McCann and a another person that was on holiday there uh-huh. were standing in the street and they never saw Jane Tanner. The person who went to go check on her kid. Oh, there's okay. two people. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get. There's a million names. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get all. Man, the... woman, both checking on the children. The children, correct. Yes. Woman coming back, sees a man carrying a woman, a child away. Uh-huh. Man talking to another man in the street. Correct. Does not see the woman in a small street. Okay. Thank you. Like, it, there's a lot of names. Okay. There was one name. No. Continue. The, you said there was like seven couples at the fucking dinner. And I'm only talking about Jane right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, walking uh, in the early days of the investigation, the direction in which he was walking was thought to be important because he was moving towards the home of uh, a man, a 33-year-old British Portu- Portuguese man who lived near an apartment who became the case's first suspect. Okay. 
The child in the man's arms was wearing light-colored pink pajamas with a floral pattern and cuffs on the legs, similar to Madeline's. Tanner describes the man as white, dark-haired, 5'7 tall, uh, Southern European or Mediterranean appearance. 35 to 40 years old. Which I guess if you're in Europe, you know that. But, like, I'm like... Uh... <laughs> white. White. Like... Uh-huh. Wearing gold or beige trousers and a dark jacket. And said he did not look like a tourist. According to Kate, Tanner passed the information to the Portuguese police as soon as Madeline was reported missing. But they did not pass the description to the media until the 25th of May. The sighting became important because it offered investigators a time frame for the abduction, but Scotland Yard came to view it as a red herring. On October 13th, they said that a British holiday maker had been identified as the man Tanner had seen. He had been returning to his apartment after collecting his daughter from the Ocean Club night daycare. So there's another person who went to go take their own kid away. Home. Yeah. Which really puts something in my mind to say what's going on here because there's a night daycare yeah why didn't for you someone who's not staying the at the resort like so if it's at the resort you could take your own kids there it's yeah. probably included in the charge correct you're at a resort that you are leaving your own apartment to go they literally make it so that you can go have supper correct you can leave your kids at this daycare who will probably fall asleep or just be here reading fucking stories and you left them in your own house with your door open because you to go have they'd dinner. be better off asleep. Yes. Uh, I'm mad. Yeah. So the... Scotland Yard took photographs of the man wearing the same clothes or similar ones on the night, standing in a pose similar to the one Tanner reported. The pajamas his daughter had been wearing also matched Tanner's report. Operation Grange-led detective DCI Andy Redwood said they were, quote, almost certain that the Tanner sighting was not related to the abduction. The rejection of the Tanner sighting is as crucial to the timeline, um, Sighting as crucial to the timeline allowed investigators to focus on another sighting of a man carrying a child that night. This one reported to the Portuguese police on the 26th of May 2007 by Martin and Mary Smith, who had been in Priya de Luz on holiday from Ireland. Scotland Yard concluded in 2013 that the Smith sighting offered the approximate time of Madeline's kidnapping. So good. The Smiths saw a man around, walking around Walking, the Smiths saw the man at around, um, there's another one I forgot to do. Shit, 22 hours. What is that? 10. 10 o'clock. On Rua da Escola Primaria, 500 yards from the McCann's apartment, walking away from the Oceanside Club and towards Rua Ventecinco de Abril on the beach. He was... Blue. No, that's Abzu. Anyway. No, April. that's not... Oh, 25th yeah. of April Road. Portuguese, anyways. It's a different language. <laughs> um, he was carrying a girl aged three to four years old. She had blonde hair and pale skin, was wearing light-colored pajamas, and had bare feet. The man was in his mid-thirties, five foot seven to five foot nine, slim to normal build, with short brown hair, wearing cream or beige trousers. He did not look like a tourist, according to the Smiths, and had seemed uncomfortable carrying the child. What does that mean? Looking like a tourist, like 
wearing a swim trunks and was calling it a day. Have a camera, maybe. I showed up in. Uh, I never look like a tourist. I'll uh, just tell you that. Either I look like a hobo, or I look like I'm dressed up in in like I'm dressed up. Like so, basically, always hobo then for you. Mostly hobo, but also always hobo. okay. Um, ooh, but also I look like I am. Um, like whenever we went to, was it Cozumel? Did I wear my dress shirt? No, I think it was after. Um, when we went to, uh, what's the other one? Cabo. Ka- no. Yes. No. T- yes. Look, Cabo St. Lucas. Yeah, we. I went to Cabo St. Lucas. Oh, when she I went, went to Cabo San Lucas. When I went to Cabo San Lucas, we left late morning, and I went to an appointment, so I went in my work outfit. And so, like, I sometimes I go in fucking workout. And like, when I went from went to one of my, uh, I went to a wedding in Kansas, and I went in my work outfit because it was like immediately after an appointment. It's like, no, it was after my training. It was right after my training in Atlanta, and I left and showed up in my work outfit. So like. Sometimes I travel in work outfits, so I don't know what traveling as a tourist means. Well, it definitely doesn't mean you look like garbage, like you've just described. Okay. So, um, Kate had intended to check on the children at 9.30, but Matthew Oldfield, one of the couples that they had dinner with, offered to do it when he checked on his own children in the apartment next door. Did he not? He noticed that the McCann children's door was wide open. But after hearing no noise, he left the apartment without looking far enough into the bedroom to see whether Madeline was there or not. Bitch. So he's like, he opened this door and was like, oh, there's there's some he just shoveled went to look sheets. And was like, children running around? Nope. Nope. Bye. They look like they're doing their own thing. Like, Gotta get back to my tapas. And I assume they're all drinking as well. I would like, imagine. You're all adults drinking at a, a adult party. Like, <laughs> listen. I will drink, but I will not leave my children. I will drink around those children. Stupid. Um, This makes me angry. He could not recall whether the bedroom window or its exterior shutter were open at this point. Early on in the investigation, the Portuguese police accused Oldfield of involvement because he had volunteered to do the check, suggesting to him that he had handed Madeline to someone through the bedroom window. No... I don't. I think that he was drunk at this point. He was like, you know what? I'm gonna check my own children. I you know what? Well. Yes. Yeah. I will check on. I'll your check your own children because they've been at dinner at this point for almost what two hours. No. So like, they went there at um, eight thirty. It's ten. No, right now it's seven. It's nine thirty. You said it was ten. You said twenty-two. That's a another. That's the the a, a different couple saying that mm. he went to go check at nine thirty. Okay, but still, you have probably had pre dinner drinks and now dinner drinks and maybe you're in dinner. Portugal. You've probably been drinking all day. You've had a lot of drinks, exactly. So he's probably like, "Hold on, I'm drunk. I'm gonna go take care of this." So what I'm saying is, they're celebrating vacation. They're on holiday, so they are going to stop touching my. I know balls. it keeps hitting me. Um, they are going. He's he's going to be drunk. So, like, he's Perhaps. out there. We can't say that. I, I'm not going to say that for certain, but I'm going to say that as a... Allegedly. Allegedly. In my opinion, I think that he was drunk. There you go. So he was like, I'm going to check on my children. And walk in like, hello, you children okay? Okay, bye. Like, he probably saw three lumps in a bed and said, 
cool. Cool. We're out. Um, Kate made her own check at 10 p.m. Um, Scotland Yard said in 2013 that Madeline was probably taken moments before this. Kate recalled entering the apartment through the unlocked patio doors in the back and noticing that the children's bedroom door was wide open. When she tried to close the door, it slammed as though there was a draft, which is when she saw that the bedroom window and its shutters were wide open. Mm. Madeline's cuddly cat and pink blanket were still on the bed, but Madeline was gone. After briefly searching the apartment, Kate ran back towards the restaurant, screaming, Madeline's gone. Someone's taken her. At around 10.10 p.m., Madeline's father sent Matthew Oldfield to ask the resort's receptionist desk to call the police. And at around 10.30, the resort activated its missing child protocol. 60 staff and guests searched until 4.30 a.m. at the first, assuming that Madeline had wandered off. One of them told reporters that from one end of the blues to the other, you could hear people calling her name. Wow. At 11.10 p.m., the gendarmerie, which is apparently like a security service, Garda Nacional Republicana, arrived from Lagos, five miles away. So, you're five miles away. It took you an hour. Yeah, to, to get, get there. there. Yeah. Sounds like Houston police. <laughs> After searching, they called the... In, in less, less distance. Yeah. They're like, oh, I'm a, a mile away three hours later. Hey, what happened? Just getting, uh, you got a gate code? Well, I'm on the street. I'm on the street. I'm sitting here. I'll be oh, right there. I'll see you now. We're okay. Um, so, at search, after searching, they called the Policia Judiciaria in the nearby Portamayo. Kate McCann said they arrived just after 1 p.m. 1 a.m. The, I'm going to refer to them as PJ. The PJ said they arrived in 10 minutes after their phone call. So the phone call happened when? Apparently at midnight. So they said they arrived like right away. And she's like, you didn't get here till one. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Um, I believe her more than I believe them, honestly. Yeah. There's a lot of who do you believes here. Um, the PJ at 2 a.m. they called in patrol dogs. And at 8 a.m., 8 a.m., four more were called in. Police made uh, searched waterways, wells, caves, and sewers, but it was widely acknowledged that mistakes during the so-called golden hours soon after the disappearance were botched. Oh, boy. Um, neither border nor marine police were given descriptions of Madeline for many hours, and the police did not make house-to-house -house searches. According to Kate, roadblocks were first put in place at 10 a.m. the next morning. Uh, Too late. Yeah. Um, police did not request motorway surveillance pictures of vehicles leaving Praia de Luz the night of the disappearance or of the roadways between Lagos and Villarreal de Santi Antonio on the Spanish border. Aeroscut. Uh, the company that monitors the road said that they were not approached for information. So basically they said, we closed the road, but like we didn't contact anyone. No, they didn't even close the road. Oh, they were just like, they were happening. like, we don't even want the pictures. Uh, not everyone in the resort at the time was interviewed. Vacationers later contacted British authorities to make themselves known as they'd been not questioned. The crime scene was not secure. So people, sorry, I don't mean Some to people, keep interrupting. Yeah. They were like, hey, I was there at this time. Do you want to know what I Do know? You, I, I think I know th something. And they were like, okay. British police, not Portuguese police. Bitch. Um, it gets worse. 
so the police took samples from Madeline's bedroom, which were sent to three forensic labs in Portugal. Um, it was reported on the 1st of June 2007 that DNA from one stranger had been found, but around 20 people had entered the apartment before it was closed off, according to Chief Inspector Olegario da Sousa of the PJ. Well, I think there was probably a lot of people who entered because people legitimately did we had what five different people who entered and like your dna versus your hair versus your skin are two different things so they're probably versus like, the baby versus the mom versus the dad every versus single the person exactly versus i'm sure after she was missing people looked in the apartment with her like who's in there exactly it's it's almost like a john benet ramsey kind of situation it's not quite that far because mm -hmm. it wasn't cleaning like oh very similar clean my house but like People were in there like, what's happening? And they were like, hold on, we have to check for DNA evidence. It's like, there are a million people in this house right now. Yeah. All that DNA evidence is fucking everywhere. Settled. Oh, my God. Um, it's very similar to JonBenet. <sighs> uh, you know how mad I got from JonBenet. So, like, this one is not as... We have scaling. a little bit more clarity okay. in the end of this one. Okay. Um, but only recently. <laughs> LOL. Is that funny? But like, um, so yeah. The, according to the chief, in, uh, da, 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 according to Madeline's mother, an officer placed a tape across the doorway of the child's bedroom, but left at three p. three a.m. without securing the apartment. The PJ case file rele released in two thousand and eight showed a showed the apartment lay empty for a month after the disappearance, then was uh, let out to tourists. They so, let people stay there. After a month of investigation of this missing person, they were like, okay, nothing's happening. Like happened in May, early May. Uh, later in June, they were like, rent the room. It's tour season. We have to make money. Like, mm -hmm. get out. Like, um, oh my God. So before being sealed off in August 2007. For so more a bunch of people class. came in here and they were like, mess everything up. Like, Basically two months of people staying there. Because it's, it's during their months that they're actually making money. Yeah. Uh, including next to the children's bedroom window. Uh, wait. Uh, do, 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 do. Yeah. Um, a similar situation arose outside the apartment. A crowd gathered by the front door of the apartment, including next to the children's window, though uh, which the abductor may have left or entered, trampling on any evidence. <clears throat> An officer dusted the window, but regarded or didn't wear any uh, gloves or protective clothing to Stop. get the fingerprints. Are you serious? So his fingerprints were on there too, or his or hers were on there too. Like, hey, I touched us. Like, mm -hmm. ooh, there's my fingers. Like, oh. It was agreed that the UK police force from Leicester would also investigate. The following days, border police and airport staffs were put on alert, and hundreds of volunteers joined the search. The first formal subject of the police was a 33-year-old British-Portuguese man who Jane Tanner said that she saw walking away with a child. Uh, this accusation came from Jane Tanner, uh, the gold pants, dark jacket man. He became more suspective when he had questioned a reporter from the Sunday Mirror, a British uh, uh, tabloid. Um, the PJ signed him up as an official translator. He said that he had wanted to help because he had a daughter around the same age of Madeline. So he was here on the resort. He lives there. Pick, oh, picking up his supposed daughter, his daughter, mm -hmm. um, of the same age. Actually, no. Um, his daughter lives in England. He was not carrying a child that night. Even though she says he was. 
she saw someone. Mm, you're right. Okay. Three members of the dinner party affirmed that they had seen the man, this man around uh, outside the resort along with the daycare. <clears throat> one of the daycare nannies said they saw him and two vacationers. So they claimed that it was him. Five people said they saw him, but they saw him. They didn't see him carrying a baby except Jane Tanner. That's true. Um, but the suspect's mother said that he was home all night. And they lived together. Okay. Beginning on the 15th of May, 2007, their home was searched. The pool was drained. His cars, computers, phones, and videotapes were all examined. His garden was searched using ground radar and sniffer dogs, and two of, the asso- two of his associates were questioned. Damn. On July 21st, 2008, Portuguese police lifted the suspect status on the individual, and then he sued British media conglomerates, and they settled out of court for 600,000 pounds. Wow. Um, but the police also suspected the McCanns. The first indication that the media were turning against the McCanns was on June 6, 2007, when a German de- journalist asked them during a Bres- Berlin press conference whether they were involved in the disappearance. On the 30th of June, a 3,000-word word article entitled The Madeline Case, A Pact of Silence, appeared in Seoul, a Portuguese weekly. words is like, what, two pages? Yeah. Um, stating that the McCanns were suspects, highlighting alleged inconsistencies between their statements and implying that Tanner's sightings had been invented. This and later articles in the Portuguese press invariably followed up in the UK made several allegations based on no evidence which would engulf the McCanns for years on social media. They included that the McCanns and the top of seven, the people that they had dinner with, were swingers. And that the McCanns had been sedating their children and the group had formed a pack of silence regarding what would happen on the night of the disappearance. Oh, Lord. Uh, it's a possibility. It is. It, But also, like, that's fucking crazy. But, like, if it was real, it's crazy. But also, it's not... It's not likely. It's... Not, it's not likely, but it's not not likely. It's not highly likely. Yes, it's it, it is something that could have happened. Is what I'm trying to say, but do I believe it? No. no. That's what that's what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah. that's some crazy shit. But like, could it have happened? Yes. Is uh, it likely? No. No. Much of uh, much was made of apparent inconsisten- inconsistencies within the uh, within and between the McCanns and the top of seven statement. The police had asked the group questions in Portuguese, and an interpreter had translated their replies, according to Kate McCann. The statements were then typed up in Portuguese and verbally translated back to the English for the interviewees to sign. According to Kate, the PJ proposed that if she were to admit that Madeline had died in an accident in the apartment and that she had hidden the body, she might only serve a two-year sentence. Strong JonBenet Ramsey vibes here. And that her husband would not be charged and would be free to leave. Hey, if you accidentally if killed your, your kid, your kid died, and you were just negligent, we'll give you two years. Just tell us right now. Where's your kid? Yeah. Um. Uh. Both parents were given suspect status on the sep- September the seventh, and were advised by their lawyers to not answer any questions, but also leave Portugal. Yeah. The PJ told Jerry and Madeline. PJ told Jerry that Madeline's DNA had been found in their car boot and behind the sofa, their car trunk and behind the sofa. Because that's her because she fucking was there. car. Yeah. That's her fucking car. Jerry did not respond to questions 
uh, Jerry did respond to questions, but Kate declined to reply to 48 questions that she was asked in an 11-hour interview. On July 21st, 2008, they were dropped as suspects. Oh, my God. The police received no... Why do I keep doing that? We get a little bit of music. I can't, I can't tell if you guys can hear the music. Hold on. Can you hear it? I if you can hear can. the music in the dead noise, please let us know because I'd like to know. I'm very intrigued by why and how this happens because none of this is hooked up to radio. It just. I think there's just. Well, it says that if the microphone cables are damaged, it could be picking up radio signal. But these are new microphone cables. Yeah, but they've been banged up a bit. They've been in that bag for a while now. When I think of like damage, I think of like beaten to like a fucking crisp. Like, because there's no exposed wire here. No, but they can still be banged up in there. Okay. Anyways. Anyway, sorry. Um, the police received no credible leads in 2008, and in 2009, the police received released photos of what Madeline might look like at nine years of age. Oh, boy. I hate these. In March 2010, McCann's criticized a release of previous unseen documents detailing possible sightings of Madeline not released by the Portuguese government. November 2010, the couple signed a book deal about Madeline's disappearance, released in May of 2011. 2012, a mock-up of what Madeline might look like at an older age is released. Does she see any puberty? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, a day later, police, Portuguese police, well, in 2012, she's... Nine. Five. She's born in 2007. Oh, this is No. She was born in 2003. Wait. Yeah, you're right. She's Sorry. nine. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. I swear I was listening, I think. Um, in July 2013, Scotland Yard announces a formal investigation with new evidence and new witnesses. That October, they indicate that they have 41 suspects and Portuguese police reopen their investigations. Oh, did I say after they released a second photo of her of what she might look like, the Portuguese police opened their case again? Or said they would not open their case again? I think you mentioned it, but I don't think you like, made it a, a point. But now you are. Yes. And then Scotland Yard does it in 2013, and they're like, all right. All right. Okay. We'll reopen our well, case. Well, we'll do it, too. Um, in July 2014, four suspects are considered under review. In April 2017, those four official suspects are ruled out. Oh, my God. In June of this year, a man named... Are the British police and Portugal police working together at all? Like, kind of. Not oh really. It doesn't not sound like they're working together at all. Because it sounds like the British police are like, this man needs to, this person needs to figure out what's happening. And the Portugal police are like, eh, it's happening. And Portugal police sometimes are like, oh, we have a thing. And British police are like, I don't think you do. Like, it's, it's just like. Do you know who finally figures something out? Oh, boy. In June. Switz. Of- Switz Switzerland. No. They always know this. Spain. No. France. No. Belgium. No. Uh, Germany. Yes. Yeah. In June of 2020, a man named Christian Bruckner aborted his parole bid on the 29th of July, while German police dug up his garden in a uh, dug up a garden near his former home in Hanover. Police sifted through the dirt and drones surveyed the area. Who is Charles Bruckner, and why am I bringing it up? 
Well, let's find out, girl. I know. Bruckner has been in jail since 2019 for drug charges and the rape and beating of a 72-year-old American woman in 2005. But he has a storied past of rape. In 1994, he was accused of molesting a six-year-old Bavarian girl. He fled Germany and returned in 1999 and served a two-year youth sentence for his crime. In 2017, he was convicted of sexually abusing a child and sentenced to 15 months in prison. But guess where he was in 2007? Living, Portugal! Living in Praia de Luz. Friends report that he was transient, but drove between Germany, Spain, and Portugal. He was alleged to have performed sexual acts on a 10-year-old Portuguese girl in April of 2007, as well as a 37-year-old woman working as a holiday representative. He lived in Praia de Luz without expressing his sexual predator status, which did not lead the investigators to ever question him. German prosecutors say at the time that they have stay at this time, they have definitive evidence linking Christian Bruckner to the crime, but have not revealed it. Did they say that to him just to say, like, we have evidence against you, like, Him confess? and the press. Yeah. Did, did, did they say that just to make people say, yeah? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Um, German prosecutors, uh, no, uh, Metropolitan Police in the UK are pursuing, pursuing the lead and working with German and Portuguese police, but are still considering Madeline to be a missing person, mm -hmm. not a homicide. Okay. We are still in the midst oh, of Also, that was, what, four months ago? So, Less than four months. As of now, the recent most recent update is September... Two months ago. Yeah. Last, mo well, last, last month. Last month. Yeah. September, late September. Yeah. So we're Weeks still... Weeks ago. His lawyer says that he is definitively, like, nixed. It's... The evidence they have is not true. But what do they have? Damning cell data? And chat room conversations. Mm. His cell data does confirm that he was in the area at that time. And his chat room conversations are really disgusting about uh, uh, Young pedophilia. People. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so you, they said they he dug up their yard, his yard. Did, he, did they find anything? No? Possibly, but they're not releasing it. Oh. Bit. I did read somewhere that they found quote evidence underneath buried beneath a dead dog that was buried Bit. which from what I've recently been learning is a very good way to throw off scent dogs uh -huh. that's um, crazy also the fact that they did not close down borders for that long he could have let Portugal. Portugal's not that big. He did. No, that's what I'm saying. He could have let Portugal, drove through Spain, gone up through France, gone up to Germany. He went back to Germany. It's like, we're gone. Well, like, one of his friends, uh -huh. I didn't write all this because it's it's so recent. I didn't find any root articles on it. The uh -huh. most recent thing I found on it was from 60 Minutes Australia uh -huh. uh, that came out yesterday. Yeah. Um, which, this shit is fresh. This it's shit, very fresh, and it, I didn't it's expect not it fresh, to be. But it is fresh. Like yesterday, it was yeah. released on sixty minutes. Well, that was like the other day when I was researching the Castro murders. That shit is still going on. Like the Castro murders, we talk about it, not murders, Castro kidnappings, two thousand three. 
went on for 10, 10 years and the shit's still going on now. Like we have things still going on. Yes. Um, which is a point that I do want to make before the end of this. Yeah. Um, so we're waiting to see perhaps maybe, uh, if this man is the alleged murderer yeah. of Madeline McCann. Yeah. But that's crazy. Sexual trafficking of children in our age is rampant. 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 And we live in one of the cities that's worst about and it. Also the one of the countries that's worst about it because fucking Donald Trump America, like puts children in cages. So also Donald Trump is uh, allegedly one of the people who have done these things. So mm-hmm. Uh, our fucking president is one of the people who are a part of that. So, if you see something, say something. Say something, please. If something doesn't look right, it's better to say something, something than nothing. Than nothing. Oh uh, regardless, again, if you have any information about the disappearance of Madeline McCann, please call 44 845 838 4699 or email investigations at findmadeline.com. Or send paper mail to Madeline's Fund, leaving no stone unturned, limited, P.O. Box 9880, Leicester, UK, LE7, 7UJ. Regardless of whatever country you live in and you're calling in another country, if you have information and you call them, if you're listening to this podcast and you have information, I will pay for you to have the international call. I will pay for it. I don't fucking care. I'll pay you hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars. If you have information that actually makes sense, here is Chris saying, I will pay for it. Let Sweet Podcast know that you have information after you call them, obviously, and I'll pay for your phone bill. Bitch, because obviously this has gone to different countries. This is fucking crazy. No, ma'am. This also, I am so... I don't know. I guess... Like, parenting is different in, like, different countries and different times. But, like, I would never, 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 never leave a child asleep in a house. Even if you're like, oh, I can see the house. Because, like, I mean, from our, where we're sitting now to that house over there, that's, like, what, 50 feet? And if you're saying 160 feet, like, twice the distance, it's like, oh, I see the room, like. It's further than that. What I remember in swim team, like, this house is probably 25 feet. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So double this. So from here to here is not even 25 feet is what you're saying? No. So what what you're saying is me thinking even further. Yeah. I wouldn't agree with it without a babysitter. Maybe if and the children she, she were was, she was above what? the age of five. She was she was four she was or five? Three. Three. She was tiny. And her other children were also tiny. Like how? 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 I don't I don't understand why you would leave your children at that age. I'm not I'm not attempting to blame the victim here. But I am saying that leaving your child You're not blaming the victim. You're blaming the victim's parents. The victim's parents. I am saying that you should not have left your child at that age at this point. But also, you saying and seeing that you saw the night before that something was off. You should understand that someone is already, like, looking and, like, seeing. Perhaps. 
that you seeing your patterns. They're seeing your patterns as a parent because I think that probably what happened is that they left for drinks with their friends the night before and left their door unlocked. And someone's like, oh, look, this door is unlocked. And someone came by, as you said earlier, that the door was widely open more than they had left it. And especially when you're on vacation, because that is the prime time for people to try to rob you. Exactly. You are not in your home country and it's going to only increase the problems between two countries. And where are they going to look first where all the vacationers are? Exactly. They're going to take someone right from the beginning. I don't know. But also, why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you lock the patio door, go out the front door, lock the front door come back with the key also, if I, that's what you've just decided you're going to do why wouldn't you just lock all the doors is my opinion like yeah, that's what I, I mean understand your kid your kid is in there but like your kid is also in there like if you see a fucking fire happening like go get your kid but your kid is is three years old they're not gonna understand to run to the fire escape like i'm sure you could teach your three-year-old to lock unlock the front door correct like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I have a lot of bitterness listening to this case because that makes me upset. Because I think I could teach my nephew, like, hey, unlock the front door if you need to get out. Like, but also, I'm not going to leave my four-year-old nephew to just fend for himself. I don't know. That's, I don't know. I don't know. I have opinions. And if you're a parent, I understand you have different opinions than me, but... I'm not a parent, and I'm telling you, if you leave your kid before they're, like, what, eight, nine, before they're, like, able to intelligently understand the escape routes and how to get out, like, you lock them inside and say, good luck. Good luck. But also, you don't leave your kid that's younger than that. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I have bitterness about this because that makes me mad. Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll have some justice served mm -hmm. uh, in the near future. Hopefully. We'll uh, see if he, if they have actually found evidence. We will see. We will see. Um, Let's get this going because we're nearly at the three-hour mark. Yes, again. again, number three. But before that, I just do want to tell you about the AIDS Foundation of Houston. Mm-hmm. AIDS Foundation Houston is hosting their annual World AIDS Day luncheon on December the 1st. However, this year things will be a little different. For 2020, World AIDS Day will be a virtual experience. AFH was founded in 1982 and has continued to serve the world's evolving needs for those living with and affected by HIV and AIDS in the community. AFH AFH's World AIDS Day Luncheon was a finalist for the best fundraising event in the city by Outsmart's 2020 Gayest and Greatest. On December 1st, the event will be hosted by live by Ernie Manus from B-Design. The show will include celebrity cameos and interviews, pop-ins by AFH staff and board, Mayor Sylvester Turner, Judge Lena Hildago, client and community testimonials, award honorees, drag and musical performances, and so much more. We are proud to be media partners and hope that you will join us in the fight to end HIV epidemic in Houston by supporting World AIDS Day Houston 2020, a, a virtual event. Access to the event starts at just $5 and underwriting opportunities start at $500. 
please visit worldaidsdayhouston.org to learn more. Also, I love the AFHF Foundation because they have posted so many different things across Houston about like PrEP awareness and like uh, HIV awareness. And that was one thing that coming from a small town I had never seen before. It's like driving across because like, I remember driving from the Heights down uh, Durham down to I-10. I look at there's like a huge AFH Foundation like posters like prep this is like take prep and i'm like i think i need to do that that's that's important so ending the are you taking prep i have been yes still yeah was it worth it 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 is for me it's a mental thing because in case i have sex with someone i'm like i'm okay and i um... i am safe my partner is safe no matter what their status is and we're okay it's a it's a positive thing I'm just trying to uh, to tell our listeners that you're not having sex. Well, I am. So with who? Not currently. Yeah, my hand. Uh, But I also like to thank our. (laughs) Is that is that a bad transit? Andrew. Andrew. Mm -hmm. Andrew. Tell me about our Uh, favorite podcast. What are our sponsor? Yeah, sure. Tell me about that. <laughs> Can we talk about our sponsor, Economy Works? Economy Works. Economy Works. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Economy Works, a freelance talent network that helps connect professionals with project work. I'm reading like three different commercials at one time. Um, if you're a company that reads, no. If you're a company that needs help with writing job descriptions, conducting marketing analysis, managing your social media platforms, Economy Works has a extensive talent network of freelance professionals ready to help you do more with less. Economy Works, when we work. The Economy Works! Exactly. Uh, find out more at economyworks.com. That's E-C-O-N-O-M-I-W-R-K-S.com. Economy Works. Yum! I love that. Let me tell you about my favorite podcast. Oh my god. Tell That's me about it. our sp- I mean, uh, uh <laughs> let's talk about gay stuff. Let's talk about gay stuff. Let's talk about gay stuff podcast who has had a um a banner year here. Oh my they god. Have, I would just They are famous in Houston. Let me tell you about their most recent uh episode. Oh. You're going to give it the deets. Well, this comes out on Sunday, so okay. yes, oh. Brooklyn. Well, um, ours comes out on Sunday too, so I didn't. No, I didn't ours comes out on Sunday. Theirs comes out before Sunday. Oh, I think. Yeah. I'm not sure. I have to ask him. Yeah, Is fine. yours coming out before Sunday? Sunday. Sunday. It's coming out the same day. Okay. So um, I didn't spoil anything when I talked about who was on this podcast. Yes. Okay. Good. Uh, Sylvester the cat from Looney Tunes, circa 1940. Here he is. Welcome. Just kidding. We're not talking about that. We're talking about um, Mayor Anise Parker. Anise Parker! She read me for filth! The former mayor of Houston, uh, one of the the second woman mayor of a major American city, mm-hmm. and the first LGBTQ mayor of a Amer- major American city. Yes, bitch, work. They are international now. Oh, yeah. So are we. Yeah. We were recognized by somebody from the We had someone who, who called but, us, who messaged us from Holland. And I was like, 
we're not talking about them right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about let's talk about gay stuff being international and oh, yeah. doing the hard hitting interviews. Mm-hmm. Bring it home, girl. Oh yeah. But of course, they do always bring you uh, the history that you need. The history. They the bring gay you shit. The important. The politics. They bring you the uh, entertainment. The uh, woofs. The woofs. That's what Tony's there for. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, it. that's it. So you can always take them a, give them a listen. Give them a listen. Give them a shout out. That's let's talk about gay stuff at let's talk about gay stuff dot com. Let's talk about gay stuff on Facebook and Instagram and talk gay stuff on Twitter. You want to send them an email. Send them an email. That's let's talk about gay stuff at gmail dot com. But if you want to listen to our awkward witch grandmother that adopted us after we had to sacrifice a child i think it's a little further down the oh, hierarchical oh, yeah, thing right. the so child like that grand... we had to sacrifice yeah, yeah no it's like a child that we dug out of a hole after um, the grandmother had sacrificed yeah them. that we asked our grandmother about and she was like oh yeah i did a spell back in like 2000 and it was like it's a like a baby or hole. something if you want it it's half wolf if you want it you can uh, take it so yeah that's our Rupee podcast. podcast. Our Rupee podcast brings you um, all the, of the drag, the shit. latest and greatest of the drag televised drag events, but also something local every once in a while. Yeah, we dabble. It's a little hard with during the quarantine times, but yeah, I'm putting my hand up here. Nobody can see it, but we, I'm whispering we to don't you guys. Like other people, um, but perhaps we'll we'll get somebody. We'll dabble. For you guys We've learned apparently that we can do phone calls and video calls now. So, so like, we'll, we might like we might just like connect someone like, hey, bitch. Hey, what's going hey. on? Hey. How's it going? But also, I feel like we have to like tell them like, hey, take three shots before you come on this podcast. Listen, take five hours of notes about an hour show. Nonsense. Um, take and a then bunch take of four drinks. shots and then uh, we'll call you. We'll call you. We'll call you. <laughs> Don't call us. We'll, no, call, we'll you. call you. <laughs> exactly. Uh, why is this all of our podcasts? Uh, if you want to subscribe to uh, our Ruby our, podcast, our, our Ruby podcast, Ruby podcast. I was going to go for our. Specific. Oh, I mean, yeah, you could follow us. We on don't, our we don't have much uh, much Ruby stuff. I know. <laughs> but they've already found us, so give us a five star review. We love that. But also, they're listening to us on our Spoopy podcast. Yeah, so. it's our Spoopy podcast at ourspoopypodcast.com. <laughs> our Spoopy podcast on Instagram, our Spoopy on Twitter, and our Spoop on Facebook. You want to Send provide us, us with electronic mail? That's our Spoopy podcast at Gmail. You sound so exhausted by that because that's the one social media you have to respond to. No, no. I love emails. Sometimes I check them even if I don't want them. That Who's talking answer. to me? <laughs> Who's there? Oh, the gap. Oh, oh, spam email. What do I do? Oh, this is stupid. Mm. Do we? Are we done with this? Yeah. Let's tell them to get, get spoopy, spoopy with it. it.